to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War. Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Hello, lovely ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 19 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri. I am joined by two incredible, incredible gentlemen, Peter the Falcon and Val, Mr. Heffelfinger himself, both of recent MetaWatch uh, Warhammer community fame and also perennials of stats and statisticians, analysis, these things of everywhere of 40K. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Doing just fine. That was very Paul Murphy and intro you have there. Yeah. Oh, well, you spent you spent long enough with the the TPM, and he was going to rub off on you. It's true. Gonna, you're going to absorb some of that goodness. You can hear it. You're going to be drinking that sweet tea soon. Living that dream. <laughs> sweet tea. <laughs> well, anyway, these two gentlemen are here to discuss and do a little bit of a dissection and review of the new Imperial Armor Compendium that came out from Forgeworld a couple of weeks ago. Now we've been pretty got we're going probably pretty deep and pretty hard on some crazy uh, reviews of uh, codexes so far. And so I guess this episode, we're going to take a bit of a lighter track. We, this would be more of a talking heads in the discussion review rather than a slogging data sheet by data sheet, unit by unit, page by page review of it. So we're going to take a meander and a, a stroll through this book and talk about the things that we like, things that we don't like, and uh, the bits and pieces that really stand, stood out to us. But first and foremost, gentlemen, Peter, firstly, tell us a little bit about a little website you might have a bit to do with. Uh, sure. So I uh, curate the website 40kstats.com, tracks all uh, stats from every GT and major level event that happens in the world of 40k. Um, I include top fours from every event and breakdowns of how every faction performs um, on a myriad of levels, whether it be win rates or a- average victory points they get winning or losing, etc, etc. That's my, my go-to, my home, my baby. <laughs> and Val, where can people find you and Peter from time to time? Uh, yeah, we uh, appear occasionally. We, we both kind of started our regular journeys on uh, Chapter Tactics uh, on the Frontline Gaming Network, um, and then we created our own show, uh, 40K Stat Center. Bit of a hiatus right now, given uh, where COVID is, and uh, I've generally been reluctant to record. I think Pete would be down, but I've been dragging my feet. And then finally, every week since uh, this pandemic kicked off, we've been doing what we call the 40K Adjacent Show on uh, the Honest Wargamer every Tuesday. Bright and early. Amazing work by, yeah, bright and early for you guys. Amazing work by Rob as well. How many days is he in going straight streaming? He doesn't know anymore. 200 days. 270 or so. Stare into the void so long it stares back, and then you lose yourself. But anyway, we're here to talk about this Imperial Armor Compendium. Now, these two illustrious gentlemen have joined me and given up their Sunday afternoons, early evenings, to kind of go through this and talk about some bits and pieces that we really, really like and, and give us some thoughts. So, gentlemen, I, I know, Pete, you, you own the book. You've got it sitting there in front of you. What were your initial thoughts the first time you'd, you'd gone through this book cover to cover? Um, I liked it. I would say that, for the most part, there aren't any ultra garbage units there's a couple that are kind of meh um but the the big thing for me was they removed a lot of the like ultra jank um that kind of made these units um feel bad to play against most of the units in it are playable are they ultra competitive maybe not but they're like you could buy one of these models and not feel bad fielding it on the table and you're not going to make your opponent feel bad by catching them out by some like weird rule where they can't charge it if it's the middle of may at seven o'clock and you've had broccoli for dinner um, 
So yeah, <laughs> I, overall, I think it, it's a it's it's decent. I don't know if I sh- if I would if I could do it again if I would buy the book because um, yeah, it's a lot of lot of pages of stuff that I did. <laughs> like I wanted more, but um, the yeah. data sheets are there. So fair yeah, enough. Say, uh, and yeah, Val, chime in. No, I, I was just gonna say I want to just point out just how far this book came from what the original Eighth Edition Forge World indexes were which were an exercise in failing at cut and pasting even like it was just, they were like laden, laden with, um, you know, grammar errors, like missing elements all over the place. It was a very, like the state of the forge world rule set was really not good. Um, just like fundamentally, um, until this book. So I, I echo Pete's sentiments. Like I'm a big fan of a lot of these models. I think they're beautiful. I own a ton of them. Um, and, uh, so I was really pleased when I, you know, going through them, there's none that are just complete head scratchers. A lot of these seem to feel like they fit into, you know, the overall 40 K, um, I guess model roster a yeah. lot more than, than I would say nothing had. in this is broken and that's a good thing. There's some stuff that's, that's, um, efficient and there's some stuff that's inefficient, but I would say there's nothing that's broken either way. Really. I think the only typo is they decided that Severin Loth is a minotaur now in the little fluff piece they gave him. <laughs> Um, and you know what? Maybe he needs to be anyway. No one plays Minotaurs anymore, and it's not like Red Scorpion's got anything going for them. So that's true. So I actually came into this book with a, quite a bit of apprehension. I think um, it's it's no. I think it's no surprise to anybody who's um, been paying attention to the competitive scene through Eighth Edition that Forge World was an issue for the the community from start to finish. Um, throughout the entirety of Eighth Edition, new and fantastic things were being exploited, broken. Um, or unbroken due to the the way Forge World rules interacted with the wider the wider scene and the wider community. I mean, uh, upon release from the the, the initial Forge World indexes, indexes, we had uh, Malefic Lords, which were thirty point psychers that turned into demon princes. You know, a couple times a game, we had um, we had or was it Fire Raptors? We had three Fire Raptors and Gilliman, and you just if you played against that on Planet Bowling Ball, you auto lost turn one. Either you go first or second, didn't matter. If you couldn't kill two of them, turn one, you lost. Um, and just the stuff like that. And then all the way through that edition, we had issues. So things popping up consistently. And towards the end, when we thought, oh, the game is solved, everything is cool, we're coming towards, you know, the last dying gasp was eighth edition. We had um, chapter, uh, Dreadnought Chaplain, Dre- Chapter Dreadnoughts, and Leviathan yeah. Dreadnoughts, literally on every other freaking table, just dominating the game in their entirety. And so I'm totally on board with you guys we've seen a, a kind of a fundamental rewrite in the way that these things are factored into our lives where they're not these even though the, the models may be huge polarizing amazing centerpieces they're not things that are going to completely polarize a game of 40k anymore they're pinch hitting things that you can you can bring in when you want to play with your cool models they're not things that you build an entire army around and they're going to they're going to cause people to to just hate on uh, what should be a very enjoyable experience playing with some of these fantastical sculpts. But um, starting off from the top, we're going to talk about what I think is possibly the, the one of the silliest bits that they've written into this. Maybe this is a bit of echoing from uh, from the the last one, but this is the marine facts and suggestions. Now, Pete, are you willing to tell us what, what the hell went down here? Yes. So, um, Forge World, um, ever since the uh, Badab War. Um, um, expansion that they released, you know, years and years and years ago. They've had a handful of chapters that have had special rules on and off, um, basically since fifth edition. So what they decided to do in uh, for ninth for this book is they kept five of them around, um, basically any of them that have at least one special character, um, and 
and asked you to, and they're, they're like, yeah, you know, you can follow the Space Marine Codex rules and use them as whatever you like, as long as you don't know what their um, parent chapter is. Um, but what we would recommend you do um, is do it <laughs> this way instead, which is shitty. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, the not fun way. So it's like uh, Red Scorpions, though they are technically of an unknown founding, we're pretty sure they're Ultramarines. So what we'd like <laughs> you to do is play them that way um, and make sure you use Inheritors of the Primarch because we don't want you to run Carib Cull in any faction that would be fun to run them as, the Risen. Yep. Um, yep. Minotaurs, it's like, hey, guess what? Um, Minotaurs, they're a cursed founding. Um, their origins are shrouded in mystery. They have an expertise in siege craft and attrition warfare, so you should run them as Imperial Fists. But don't like, don't do it if you don't want to. Um, but if you do want to, <laughs> take them you as dual, thought, duelists and stalwart. You would have thought that that uh, you know Carl Tuttle would have had some influence there, considering he now owns you think. the original Minotaur's army. <laughs> and oh. then, yeah, he's a big deal. Yes, huge deal. And um, like Blood Ravens, same idea. Astral Claws, hey, we know that they don't actually exist. They're Chaos Marines. But, you know, if you did decide to run them because you're that kind of a dude and you want to try and break um, Luft Huron because he's pretty good, um, then run them as Ultramarines. Um, because, and, but take Rapid Assault and Hungry for Battle because that's what Ultramarines are known for. And, yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, Karkaradons. Also a mystery. They might be Raven Guard. We're not sure. We think they're Raven Guard. So take them as Raven Guard. Mm. Um, but take Stealthy and Whirlwind of Rage. And you know what? Yes. Sure. Do it, guys. But don't. If, Val, if you're where, in- what are the issues? What are the issues with this? <laughs> well, no one's going to use them. It's not worth the ink that it's printed with. It's you know, exactly like- right. You got any solutions here? What do you think they could have done better or different? They could have just straight up said, take it this way, or, and that's it. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they exactly could have that. just been like, here's their chapter tactics, deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think there is something to be said that the, the, the core and supplement approach of the way they're doing Space Marines now really does, I don't know, invite the whole, um, you know, just changing up your chapter whenever you want thing. So, like, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing or not. Like I, like for example, the new death watch stuff looks pretty hot. Heard about it on this here show. And <laughs> I would have never thought of running, you know, my formerly forge world chapter Raptors as death watch. But now I, now I'm thinking like, why wouldn't I, you know what I mean? Like, so I think, um, that's an interest. I don't know. I just think that's an interesting point for the game. There is no, like any space Marine can be any space Marine now. And I don't know if, if, if that's something that should be backed up somewhere else. Well, I feel like it, I would have been much happier if they just assigned these a supplement. Okay, Astral Claws work from uh, the Raven the Raven Guard supplement. Enjoy. Cool. That's it. You know, we're not going to say that that's the founding they're from. We don't really know where they come from. But due, due to their type of warfare, their Minotaurs are assigned to X. They're, they're assigned to... Don't, don't give us a suggestion of chapter tactics. Don't Because, you know, you, you wouldn't do that for anyone else you, you wouldn't give them assigned successor traits for anyone else and you have it you've, you've pussyfooted around that for so long but why why try and do it here and then try and do it and half-ass it like <laughs> well, and know, here's it the thing sense to me. if we go back to like sixth edition they gave them chapter rules in sixth edition exactly. just do it they again did. just, just do, do it again, again. Would, just yeah. come in and and, i mean we have a Greek. 
Yeah, we have white uh, a white dwarf coming out. It may have already come out for Silver Templars with their own special chapter tactic. Just do it for these guys. It's like five chapters. Make them. You could have said it's exactly what you wrote as the as the quote unquote suggestion, or give them something unique if you want to go that route. But just uh, just do that. Don't don't be like that. Don't be don't make it hard on us. It's okay. It's okay. I, I- and I think that's the preference at the moment, isn't it? We're okay to go with G Dub with the, to take G Dub's lead as long as they're willing to lead. As soon as they they give us any choice in the matter, we will refuse to do whatever they suggest. I think that's the, the kind the of polarity we're, we're at. Yeah, yeah, For exactly sure. right. Because it's not it's not in our advan- it's not in our in our advantage. Now, moving on from from those, we're going to talk about a couple of their special characters, especially a couple that we really like the look of. But there's this new rule that's changed. We used to have this relic rule uh, that was built in to kind of try and somehow balance the 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 differences in power between options within a certain um, subset, you know, heavy support, at least fast attack. So the old relic rule was, let's say I want to take a relic contempt of dreadnought. I had to take a, another elite choice in order to balance out and then take that elite, that relic contempt in the same, in the same slot. For this, it's changed. Uh, Martial legacy is the new rule. And it reads as us. If your army is battle forged, then when this unit is included in any detachment, increase the detachment's command cost by one. Now, I am, I do have some issues with this. I don't mind it. I, th- I think this is, is, is fine. There's no problems. Um, I wish it was if you include any, or if you include any in X slot, if you decide to include a Lord of War, um, it costs you two extra. Or if you include just a, uh, an elite or a fast attack, it only costs you one. Every support's maybe two, your Lord of War's maybe three, or something like that. But I feel like it's just a little bit too binary. So you're going to have to find something really good that you can't get anywhere else to want to give up that CP. You think oh, that's an appropriate hot take, Val? I don't know. Is, is, CP, is, is CP that coveted? At this point, I mean, we're spent like there's a lot that's being spent pre-game. You're, you, the, everyone's regenerating, you know, between one and two CP a turn now. You know, if you have some that, that does it in your army, I think. I don't know if it's. I don't know if CP is nearly as precious as it once was. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe that's a bad take. But I, I, think, I think it's like faction if, to if faction. You want to, yeah, I think if you want one of these models, I think you know you can. You know, odds are you're building your list to you know factor for it or. or Know, build around it and i think yeah know, people will play the cp no that's that's totally fair i think that's appropriate and i mean if you look at the power level of the you know what we left off with forge would you pay one cp to include a, a broke ass level iron hands leviathan dreadnought yes you'd pay three cp to win two because you're going to pay three pc cp to win like auto win three games out of a five a five round tournament <laughs> so um yeah i guess that's not too bad no you, you turned me val pete anything to add uh, no, I just think that the the old relic rule was was more of an annoyance than than a, a restriction anyway. Especially with Space Marines, they've got a hundred and ten or whatever uh, uh, like data sheets in their codex. It is very easy to be like, well, I guess I'm going to have to spend an elite slot. I wasn't really planning on spending five anyway, right? Um, or you know, well. I wasn't going to play those eradicators that everyone hates to see on the table, but now I got a shucks. Um, at yeah. least now, um, with a CP, it feels like a, a more of a penalty, I think, than than what it was previously. Whether or not it it really is, um, and that's going to be dependent on the unit. But it does add at least something to think about when you're making your list, because uh, Marines in general spend a lot of CP pregame, um, uh, just from you know extra relics, extra warlord traits, etc. Yeah. So it does add up, and it is something you do need to be conscious of. Absolutely right. So jumping into our first data sheet that we've identified we want to have a little bit of a look of, um, who, who pointed out uh, um, Mr. Moloch, Asterian Moloch, the uh, chapter master of the Minotaurs? Was it valid? It's me. It's me. 
I'm um Tell I'm a kind story, of man. Tell so I'm a kind of a fan of the Minotaurs right now. I think that there's some good play here if you're going to go with a Forge World chapter. Um Moloch's 170 points, which is about the average now for a chapter master. He is a full-on chapter master. He's got the chapter master special rule. Um, so, you know, he gives full rerolls to one unit, uh, one core unit per game, um, and otherwise has his like reroll one or per round, I should say, and uh, like the reroll ones uh, bubble otherwise. Um, he's got a 12 inch ranged strength eight AP three, three damage shot. Every turn, that's a, uh, that's a assault, so he can advance and throw that that spear sucker. Um, uh, like in combat, he's strength six, AP three, three damage as well. So you know he's putting out some some heavy heat for those five six attacks on the charge. Um, his storm shield is a better reg- uh, storm shield because it adds one to his armor save, um, which is base two plus anyway. So he's now up to a one plus, but he also ignores mortal wounds on a four plus with his yeah. instead of just giving a the uh, four plus invul, which he gets anyway from the iron halo. Um, and he has uh, reroll charges for all minotaurs within six. So that's the source, isn't it? Yeah. And he teleports. He's considered to be a terminator. So like all of these things make him a really spicy little sandwich. If you're, if you're looking for a chapter master um, for your like heavily close combat influenced army, I mean, Vanguard vets are going to love him, um, And they're everywhere now. Um, assault terminators. Oh, Blade guard. Yeah, Blade guard are going to lose their mind over this guy. But I mean, if you're running him uh, as like white scars or as blood angels, because I think you can do that now. Um, blood angels tactic. You get plus one to your charge roll, plus one to wound. You're coming down yeah. with a unit with a unit of vanguard vets. Um, I mean, and even if you couldn't do bla- uh, anybody is going to want this for their vanguard vets with lightning claws. Those things are just going to be flying around the table. Chap- uh, chaplain in the unit um, to, uh, nearby so that you get plus two to move if, uh, to your charges. He's just he just makes a lot of things real good. So um, I think some people are sleeping on how decent he is in this in this game. Yeah. And what's so there was another unit there. The um, so we, we're glossing over Ivanis and Comey. He's just literally just a he's just a, 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 a with a fist. High, high chaplain, basically. Yeah, he gets he gets mm. two two prayers, but um, hundred points, so he's not expensive. One, but, yeah, um, and, but the other one is their dreadnought. They've got um, yes, Hecaton, Hecaton. Um, he dropped three wounds. I want to say he went from I think he went from either tw- eleven or twelve to nine. Um, but he's a character, so now he can't be targeted. Um. And he's only 160 points. He's got a plasma cannon that's uh, flat damage two, so you can uh, overcharge it to damage three. Um, I just like that. I mean, like that's real cheap for a guy with a a, a dreadnought with a three plus four plus plus because he's he's got like the special adamantic shielding. He doesn't have regular five plus uh, invul, and he's got a four plus. Um, and um, he's got a special ability where when he charges, he gets an additional. Um, Oh, he does mortal wounds on the charge. On a three to yeah, five, he does, he does mortal the wounds. mortal wound. Yeah. Or on a six, he does D3. So it's pretty spicy for only 160 points. Plasma's really good. Damage two is amazing now. Damage three is even better. Well, so you well, you can couple this with a couple of well, with a couple of Iron Hands mechanics and, and get a couple of um character dreadnoughts back, e.g. what we used to play with the, the Chaplain Dreadnoughts that I was complaining about. You can recreate a similar feeling army now. Um with him being kind of like a, a little bit of a linchpin in there. I think it's good. Duty Eternal on that as well. Um, yeah. You know, tougher seven, nine wins, three plus save, minus one damage. Nothing nothing to really worry about. I mean, he could never be your warlord, but it doesn't, doesn't say anything about not being able to give him a warlord trait. Yeah. There's nothing there that says you can't uh, slap an Iron Hands warlord trait on him or something else. So, 
Yeah, I like him Is a that, lot. Wouldn't he fall under that uh, general rule? Oh, that's like right. Him? Yes. So he'd have to take inspiring leader. So don't don't do so, that, people. Someone find someone find that rule for me. Read it out, please. I think we need to tell everybody Absolutely. about what so, that is. Uh, named characters. Let me just see if uh, if a named character from this section gains a warlord trait, it must be the inspiring leader warlord trait. This warlord trait can be found in the Warhammer Forty Thousand Core book. Uh, let me just see. I think named characters might be a specific section. Is that the case? That's but inspiring the inspiring leader warlord trait. Is that's just you give up your warlord, you give up your leadership, yeah, and you get plus one leadership. Yes. I think. Um, so it's trash. Yeah. <laughs> don't make especially with don't make like any Marines. of these things a warlord, but take them for no, the special no abilities. Point. Yeah, exactly right. But where that sucks is for like is for things like Moloch, who's like a, he could, you could add another level of force multiplication to him if you could give him any decent warlord trait. You for imagine sure. this guy be, giving out um, obsec. Or double obsec, he'd be yeah. phenomenally good. Or um, um, you know, just getting an extra three attacks on the charge or something yeah, stupid, right? Yeah, like, like there's a lot of good stuff you could give him. But that being said, for 170 points, when we were talking about Moloch or Iacos for like 160, they're I think they're well worth their points for what you're doing. If you're a Minotaur's fan, I think you should be pretty happy with what came out of this. Um, and if you're just looking for something a little unique and spicy for your um, your Space Marine chapters. Minotaurs are definitely something to think about. Plus, the Moloch model is pretty badass, and you, I bet you could, um, I bet you could quite easily uh, um, kind of kit bash your own Spartan warrior um, with mm. these. Oh, you could lots easily. Of you great, could, lots of great third-party bits out there too for uh, for various. Yeah, for Minotaurs, they're yeah. one of the they're one of the got some of the best fan service and third-party service of any. Um, you would have thought a, a but, faction based on like the movie Three Hundred, or it wasn't. It was before, but you like <laughs> would have like this kind of a, a hard on in the community. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, so we've got another special character here. I might see if Val's willing to to read it out. Little Tiberius the Red Way. Can you able to tell us a little bit about him, mate? I mean. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's not a guy who I picked here. Okay. Um, but here, Val, uh, you, you go to you... town on orcs. You go to you can go yeah, all. No, I'm, I'm just okay, hanging okay. out until Xenos happens. Okay, so Tybros <laughs> the Red Wake. He is not. He is not amazing, guys. Just don't get me wrong. But he has a special place in my heart because Karkaradons are like my favorite subchapter of anybody. Um, he's 160 for a chapter master. He's a Terminator, two plus armor, four plus invuln. Um. But his close combat weapons, he's base attack six instead of five, like most chapter masters. Um, and his his close combat weapons, Hunger and Slake, um, instead of being a dual profile like they used to be, now it's just strength plus two, AP four, two damage, reroll all to wound. So they're lightning claw um, power fists, essentially, with an additional AP, or lightning claw chain fists, um, except flat two damage. Um, that's incredible. Like, he blends oh, yeah. Marines... Um, if you made him white scars on the charge, damage three oh. lightning claws at AP minus five, yeah. and he has a plus one strength aura, so he would be actually strength seven um, mm. coming in if he wants to be. So uh, yeah, as white scars falling back and charging, he just kill vehicles. So strength seven minus four, three damage, rerolling to wound with seven attacks on the charge. He just he just kill vehicles, man. You would just kill him. Yeah, yeah. rerolling all wounds. Like he's a, he is a monster. He has no gun. Who cares? Who why? cares why at flat you, three damage? You, yeah. If you're going with the white scars, go with the white scars, guys. Just do it. Don't don't <laughs> don't believe any other hype. This is um this is amazing. Anyway, I just mm. I love him. I want him to be the best, and he's he's he makes me feel good. 
That's all. Mm. So there's there's a unit here I'm, I've been wanting to talk about. I mean, a lot of people have talked to the the Leviathan nerfs or pivots or whatever you want to talk about. Then a lot of things of others, that nature. Landspeed of Tempests were considered to be top tier for a hot second there. Mm-hmm. And that was for a couple of reasons because they were very good at getting your line breaker and your, well, they were just very good uh, secondary enablers because they could shoot across the board, move an extra 20 inches, and then not be able to be charged by anything that didn't have fly. And so, in a, versus a lot of matchups, you could just fly around being a nuisance into your opponent's backfield. Um, turn one, get some extra points. Next turn, start harassing and killing off their backfield units. Now, people, people think they're dead. Um, I think they've just been kind of changed to be more in line with where they maybe should be. So they're they're now moving 16 and then generic weapon skill and stuff and the toughness six, seven wounds, which I believe is one more than a regular land speeder, two attacks, who cares? Um, but their Telf- Tempest Salvo Launcher, they come stock with an assault cannon and their Salvo Launcher used to be really good. Like admittedly, the Salvo Launcher used to be very good. It was strength six, minus three, flight two damage, bunch of shots. But now it's literally just a extra rend on top of a Tempest Launcher. Sorry, a, a Typhoon Missile Launcher. So it's um, Heavy 2d6, Strength 4, minus 1, 1 damage, or Strength 8, minus 3, 2 damage. So that's an extra rend on top of uh, what you'd already get with a Typhoon. Now, these things only cost 5 points more than a Typhoon. Typhoon starts at 110, they start at 115. And for that, I think, I, I need to double check if you get an extra wound. I believe you get an extra wound, and I believe you get that rend you wouldn't get otherwise. So man, for, for 5 points, that's a good 5 points. That's a, quite a good 5 points for an extra rend and an extra rend. Um, th- Peter, what are your thoughts? <laughs> okay i'm not i'm not um super hard on it um it lost a lot of movement there which was kind of like the big thing and that poorly worded um anti-charge ability was was big for it too um so losing those two things it, it loses a lot of power i would say if you're running if you're like man i need to run my land speeder typhoon it's the only thing i want to do in my life then run this <laughs> instead like just just swap the gun run this instead because it is slightly better um but in any other circumstance just stop stop it i mean i'd like to be wrong people but just don't don't do this man i would like to be wrong too but yeah i think i think you're right but i just think i just needed to debunk a little bit people's like oh they're dead they're, 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 they're just they're, they're not better than a typhoon that's cool not and if terrible. you think a typhoon's good you'll probably and think I, this is good yeah. and i think it goes back to like what i said at the beginning i don't think there's very much in this book that's awful i think everything is playable um, maybe not Solomon Locke, but I think everything is playable. Um, this is just an example of something that is, um, you know, it's okay. It's it's not like I'm not. I don't have a chub anywhere. I'm not like running in the street telling everybody about it uh, at the post office. <laughs> but it's okay. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think as you described, although it's not not a brutal unit, I think all the things that made it a very common unit are essentially stripped from it at this point. So mm. like, anything that made why, it special is gone. It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Val, staying with you, you wanted us to talk about the Astraeus. Well, are, are you willing to talk to it? I'm, I know this is a very serious podcast, but uh, I have a, <laughs> a, a large model fetish, and uh, this is the only Primaris Forge World item. Uh, and uh, it's a dumb looking massive tank uh, that's like essentially a bunch of repulsors glued together. So, why not have a quick peek at it? Um, 30 wounds. Not too bad. Toughness 8. And they've also changed the Void Shield rules on it. Um, I think I like the new Void Shields. Essentially, you've got to Same. do... Uh, what is it? you got to do, what, six wounds? Um, two, also, yeah, two instances four. Two instances of three wounds. Yeah, there you go. So so you got to do that before um, you can... It's got... Yeah, before you can take anything off of it. So I, I like that a lot. That's something that the uh, Mastodon got to. 
Um, it's got the twin macro accelerator cannon, heavy 12, strength 8 minus 2, 3 damage. Going to be useful in this day and age. Um, I don't know. I just really like it. Also, I'm not sure. Maybe you guys can correct me on this, but um, does, is, does hover tank restrict the fly keyword for for like uh for space marine grav tanks because this still has the fly keyword yeah that's interesting i haven't heard of any restrictions associated with the, the hover tank keywords is that just means it's uh, i think that just means it's eligible to be to use the um the repulsor field if it's declared as a charge like yeah. did did Im- did uh did impulsors lose the fly keyword yes they did Impulses and so, repulses both left it, but they got that they got that keyword instead. And so, do you know, remember when you used to declare them as a charge, it used to be minus two. That's now yes. a stratagem, and I think that yeah. that's a, that's what the clause is for that stratagem is to have the hover tank special rule. Uh, well, okay. Um, at, regardless, this still has fly, which is super interesting because it's, it's yeah monstrous. So, like all of its little buddies don't have it, but it does have fly. So that's that's handy at least. I don't. Know, I like it. I wish it had some troop capacity. It doesn't have it for some reason, but um, there's nowhere to fit the troops. Seventy-five points. There's nowhere. No, <laughs> where would you? Top. Where would you go? I mean, I, this isn't CS. This isn't a CS Gato book, Adam. They can't just stand on top. <laughs> what kind of what kind of world are you living in? All the Xenos do it. All right. All the Xenos <laughs> do it. Well, all the Eldar do it. That's true. Nids probably do it too. Orcs too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Orcs do it as well. Why, why is the Imperium so far behind the meta curve? You know, they can't stand on their tanks. <laughs> they can't stand on top of their tanks. Yeah, it's weird. So weird. Can't stand you. Um, I guess one thing, obviously, that brings these guys down are, uh, you know, they're not core, so they're not getting all their like fancy buffs anymore. But I mean, you could uh, you could s- s- pop a, a tech priest somewhere nearby, give it that plus one to hit. I'm sure there's other jank you can do with it. Um, yeah, and, I think uh, who doesn't love like an Iron Hands. Tank? I think an Iron Hands Astraeus could make you go three and two or four and one at an event pretty easily. I th- like, Man, I, I played against that exact thing um, before before we streamed LVO last year, and yeah, it was ferocious. I just I was lucky I had like a hell of a lot of breaches hitting it on a three plus of doing D six damage. But yeah, otherwise it, it's think, this thing is savage. I mean, so you said the, the how many points is the first? I think it's it's eight hundred seventy five. It's six seventy five. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. So oh. Okay, so this is, we're talking Castellan level um, investment here for two more wounds, t- same toughness, a better armor save. This has a two plus armor save, not a, a three plus. Um, it has the void shield. So does it have a standing invuln? Doesn't have a. St- uh, does. Five up. Five up as long as it still has the yeah. void shield. Yeah. Yeah. So it has a two plus uh, instead, it has a five plus instead of the, the possible four plus. But um, you look at the damage. So the, a, macro, a, a twin macro accelerator cannon is essentially a max capacity twin battle cannon 12 shots instead of rolling 2d6 strength 8 minus 2 and flat 3 damage instead of the d3 far superior um and then the the two you can take as it las rippers and two the model uh two las rippers can be placed with two plasma eradicators plasma eradicators are actually legit um the heavy d6 blast starting at strength 4 uh, sorry starting at strength 7 minus 4 2 damage or overcharging to strength 8 minus 4 3 damage blast actually not bad that like the damage output is actually significant and it's not a huge amount of points if you are looking if you are looking at um a castellan you should probably look at this for the same reasons look i'm not yes. gonna stop someone from taking a big dumb animal big dumb tank I- i'm all for it so yeah, yes <laughs> yes adam yes now there's one unit i want to talk about a little bit and um peter brought this up to me before but this is this i think this is the best looking uh, marine tank. This is a Sakara variant variants. All of them. They're just they're good looking tanks. They look very nice. Um, and now we haven't seen them or heard of them much in 
uh, 40k, but they're a mainstay of, of 30k, and they come in a couple of different variants. There's, uh, but we'll just talk about the, the the basic one for the time being. So Sakaran Battle Tank runs you about 100 between 155 and 165 points, depending on the variant you're going with. But this one comes with um, it's a got a Hercules. Good guy. Hercules. It's basically Hercules, but I like in... how I said it better. Heracles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Range 48, heavy 6, uh, strength 7, minus 2, flat 3 damage. 6 shots, strength 7, minus 2, flat 3 damage. That's a very good profile for today's day and age in the Gravis meta. Um, and it moves 14, at toughness 7, 14 wounds, 2 plus save. This thing is good for 150-odd points. It's actually a, a good amount of wounds with a good save and decent damage. can have um, heavy bolter in the hull and then can have uh, two heavy bolters or two las cannons on the sponsors. Look, this is this thing smells to me on the wind like a better Lehman Russ at the moment. Maybe not a, a Lehman Russ tank commander, but a, a much better Lehman Russ. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the Sakarans getting that two plus armor save, that buff to two plus instead of a three plus, was a big deal. We did see um, Thomas Bird in eighth edition ran the one of them. I can't remember off the top of my head now. I think it was the the pun the Venator, um, but I, Venator, if I'm the, wrong. The tank if yeah. I'm wrong, then I don't care. Tom, Tom will fight later. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they, they were kind of on the cusp of potentially playable. They did see a little bit of play. But yeah, I like the battle tank and I like the Omega. I think both of those are very, very good and probably worth their points. I'm actually a big fan of the Omega. The Omega uh, is the plasma variant. It's uh, so strength eight, AP three, two damage, but you get a uh, heavy six, but you can boost it to strength nine, three damage. Um, just like any you can with any plasma, so that feels legit. Both of those, both of those, I think are pretty spicy in a in a world of gravis armor. Exactly right. And if we do see a pivot back into, say, uh, hordes, the the Punisher does actually stack up. Eighteen shots, strength six minus one, one damage, um, thirty six inch range, and then of course you can have a complement of three heavy bolters to go along with that. So adding another nine high strength, good, da- um, sorry, decent strength with two damage attacks in there. It, it, Seems pretty well rounded, especially if we start, yeah, you know, like I said, we start pivoting back into a horde meta. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think there's, I, I actually just think there's a Sakarian variant for whatever kind of polarization for whatever you, have you want, you live. whatever <laughs> you like. Now, is, live your uh, Sakarian dream. Is the Sakarian maybe um, something that is punitively affected by the one CP per? Um, that's possible because yeah. you probably want to bring a couple you probably don't want to just lean into one of these guys right they're not like well they're not badass enough to just have one hanging out mm, no and I, th- I think you're right in that like that single vehicle is an easy target but maybe you run the omega and two redemptor dreads with plasma or two redemptor dreads period because redemptor dreads are quite good right now um and it just gives you extra targets for your opponent to shoot at maybe you make it ultramarines and take gullyman so now there's like another guy you have to deal with um, and now all of a sudden things look a little bit crazier. Um, I mean, that's you're now looking at. I mean, that's still only 700 points, 800 points of your list. You can go pretty deep on the rest, um, and provide enough threat that maybe that Sakaran lasts a little bit longer because of the two plus armor over the three plus that the the dreads are kicking. I don't know. I don't know. Not that I know anything, but I, I just don't see it actually kicking out much stuff downrange. Like there's just not a lot of shots coming out of it, right? It's only only six shots, really. Six plus yeah, a heavy fair. bolter on each, so nine, and then you can put on sponsons for more. So I guess it's it's uh it's just something to think about. I don't know if they're if mm. any of this is broken. Like I said, all of this stuff is just playable versus not playable, yeah. like it often wasn't. 
They've See, added a lot, of, a lot of fire breaks. Like the core rule alone, like really affects a lot of these things, right? Yeah. Uh, by 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 removing how much synergy there is with the with the standard codex options. Well, I'm of the opinion that things like Sicarians shouldn't have martial legacy. They should be reserved for things like Leviathan Dreadnoughts. Uh, the heavy anything, literally anything that comes from the Lord of War choice. Like not everything in this needs martial legacy. Like rapier carriers don't have martial uh, martial legacy. You can just take rapier carriers without them. Um, Sakaran Omegas do have it. They, I don't think they should. I don't think Sakarans should. Things of their ilk, things like anything under 200 points, probably shouldn't have it. Like a land ra- a, a freaking land raider Achilles doesn't have it, to be honest. But land raider Achilles are actually kind of cool. They're okay. But we'll, they used to- we'll talk about them in another time. They used to be legit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on. So that's, that'll wrap us up for the... Marini boys, and naturally they do have the lion's share of the entries here. Um, getting forty, the first forty-five pages. Well, apart from the the, the index stuff at the start, it's pretty much just space marines. We're going to jump over into, I guess, the more greater Imperium. So we'll start off with, start off with Krieg. Oh man, there's a bit of unpacking we can or cannot do here, but I think it suffice to say, ouch, sums it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's real lame. It's real boring. It's real lame. Some of the, like, I I will stand by my assertion that Death Core of Krieg has the single best model range, like entire range that GW has ever produced. And now, you, they will never be played as Death Core of Krieg because like literally every other regiment or build your own regiment is just better, and which is sad. And they also lost all of their specific entries, didn't they? Like most of their stuff is. They did. They lost most of it. They've, yeah. they've still got really, uh, Death than, Riders. They, yeah, they have Death yeah, Riders Death, and the uh, the Marshal, and basically everything else is do what you want. And so, and they've got the Engineer Squad. So pretty much, I think all the stuff mm. that has a specific model that wasn't anything else, like the regular Death Guard Infantry, just Death Guard Infantry, etc., etc., etc. Like, but they did lose all the little, unless they've been pivoted into regular options. But had all the little tanks and stuff they used to buzz around in. I'm pretty sure they just included into the bulk of the rest. Let me just double check. Oh, the Salamander. Uh, yeah, support mm-hmm. the Salamander support vehicles and the little little buzz boxes they used to rock around in, which I was a big feel fan like, of. I thought it was. I, thought it was I feel like that doesn't exist anymore. This, I've got uh, a feeling the, it doesn't uh, exist either. I'm looking for it right now, and I'm pretty sure it's dead, which makes me sad. By the way, there's something we haven't talked about. Just to quickly shout out, they got rid of so many data sheets that like just haven't existed or never like haven't existed for a long time or have never existed. And I do like that quite a bit. Even though I did like those little salamanders, they're like a little open-topped. Uh, yeah, chimera. there were a couple they got rid of that they still have models for, which was a little sad, um, but not many. Mm-hmm. Such as, yeah. Um, one of the Death Core <laughs> ones. I'm trying to remember the tank because um, I've never seen it, but I know um, Peter Venner runs it. He's a Death Core player, and he was so sad that it just stopped existing. Oh, what is it? Well, they also I'll killed all the specialist, Lehman, all the all the Lehman Rust variants, all the other Lehman Rust yes. variants that we had. They're all completely gone, and there was they're sick models. I mean, I was running a bunch of um, the Forge of Lehman Russes for a long time because they were superior to um, the non-tank commander variants, like the the battle cannon that just got rerolls to hit if you shot the storm, the accompanying coaxial storm bolter at the same target. Kind of what it was. Either a Mars pattern. Yeah, the Conqueror. I was running like three of those because they're phenomenal, and I had the turrets, and the turrets look sick. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit, a bit of a shame. But I mean, this is just more streamlining. 
But as for yep. specific stuff we want to talk to here, let's not talk about Krieg. It actually makes me sad. But uh, I want to talk about the, the Cyclops demolition vehicle because I own six of these and they were hilarious at the start of 8th edition. So this is, a, this is essentially a, a little remote control car. <laughs> but it explodes. So I think of the stuff they used to uh, bomb checks when they the, the special services or whatever you guys have in the country that you live in. The, the police use when they they got a bomb a bomb threat and they go blow up a bag for you. Uh, movement ten, six wounds with four, with uh, so six toughness with four wounds and a three plus save. It's got this, a cyclist demolition charge, which is when it goes boom. Six inch range, heavy two d six, strength nine minus two d three damage. Uh, and a blast. Um, it can be embarked with in transports now. It takes up six models, so you can fit two of these in a Chimera if you want to. Fantastic. Uh, uh, which is hilarious. You just drive Chimeras at people, and then when the Chimera finally, explodes, you cycle get out. Finally, a use for the Valkyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You can, well, yeah, you can put th- No, you can only put two. I keep thinking they've got a bigger transport capacity than they do, but they don't. Um, the demolition vehicle, when this unit is selected to shoot with its uh, demolition charge, you must target and resolve attacks against every visible unit within range, friendly and enemy. After it is shot with its demolition charge, it is destroyed. In addition, this model cannot control objective markers or perform actions. And it actually has a explodes rule as well. Um, if it's destroyed, except when it uses its demolition vehicle rule, um, on a 5+, plus it explodes and everything within 6 of the D3 models. So explodes on a 5+, plus used to be a 4+, plus, and I think it was auto 3 models. I just remember when I, the reason I stopped using them is because people got savvy with them and started blowing them all up turn 1, and they just, they blew each other up like a, a domino. It was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, they're 50 points, I think? Yes, they're Something 50 points a pop. Yeah, what do you think, Pete? I mean, 50 points for a 6-inch 2d6 strength 9 shots, not terrible. It's not terrible at all. That targets everything in range? Am I reading? Is that like a hammerfall bunker yeah. type thing? Yep, everything in range. That's so Everything that's within gross. 6 inches. Everything within 6 inches will take the 2d6 hits. I mean, like I said, again, it's a horde meta. If you can like drive up to the, the point where three orc units are bubbled around a war boss and hit them all with like... Essentially, thirty-six. You know, if you you know your blast rule, if they're over eleven, you get thirty-six strength nine minus two d three attacks. That's pretty cool. Um, some issues is that it hits on a four plus blister skill. This isn't auto hitting um, stuff within range. So you got two d six shots. Let's say you get twelve, you're only going to get six hits. Like it, yeah. that's where it kind of sucks. But, I mean, the other thing is like when it's destroyed on a five plus, it blows up. So you can like really do some shenanigans there and probably rip apart a, a person's um um if they're if they're kind of death balling like you see some white scarlists and other marine lists do now um that is going to do a lot of work just shoving up in the face even if you miss with like you know most of your shots or half your shots uh there's a 33% chance you're still going to do d3 mortal wounds to all those guys and that stuff adds up too so i'm, I'm well, just saying like a lot of orc players bring like a burner bomber just so they can deal you know, three mortal wounds to everything within six. Um, this this strikes me as uh, you know potential lot more upside than that. I don't know. This seems seems legit. Well, yep. I just like it for the the fear factor it causes in your opponent. You put a little nugget of three of these together and run them into your opponent, um, and then don't blow them up. Like don't don't use their attacks. Make your opponent scatter. Break up their their core that they're building around. They got all their layers of synergy. Make them make some hard choices and break up their little castles they're building. I like stuff that causes your opponents to question, make you know, ask questions like that. So yeah, I think they've got some play, and I'm I'm going to enjoy putting them back on the table. Uh, what was another guard unit we were going to look at? 
I don't remember, but I know that the the it, one I was talking about, guys, uh, earlier was the Gorgon. The Gorgon is gone, but it still exists as a thing. yeah. That was your fifty fifty person well, okay. transport. Yep, yeah, fifty person does nothing else. Looks like um like something that beached at Normandy, but just because it's freaking cool. It's one of the R. only boys. Yeah, R.I.P. Indeed. Oh, the it's Hades breaching boys. drill. You wanted to, you wanted yes, to talk the Hades right. breaching drill, which is Who legit. Pull it up first. Who can pull it I mean, up first? An 80-point model. It's like a crappier Terex pattern drill, but, I mean, it's also less than half the points. And weapon skill 3. Uh, weapon skill uh, 4, 3 plus D3 attacks. It's got a, a strength 12, AP 4, 3 damage flat weapon when it charges. Um, if it's attacking vehicles, it's flat 6 damage. Yeah. Like... And it can bring it, it uh, lets units uh, outflank for free, right? Combat uh, veterans mm-hmm. and combat engineer squads. So, yep. I'm, I'm a big fan of this. It used to come with its own special squad. I used, you like, used to have the, it, was like, which was like a crappier vet, veteran unit. They, they only had, they could take two special weapons, no heavy weapons, and they were only police skill three plus, uh, four plus instead of three plus. But yeah, I, I like this as a way of deep striking and getting uh, a bunch of flamers in range, a bunch of melters, a lot of other things, mm-hmm. uh, just popping them up right next to your opponent. On top of that, they get shielded by this thing that has its toughness seven with seven wounds with a three plus save. And it's actually kind of scary to get charged by. Um, they used to have mm-hmm. a, I think it used to have a melter shot as well as a cutter drill. Um, so it has lost out a little bit there, but it's got a four. It's got a four plus involved in melee. It's actually like hard to handle, and it can cause a lot of um, panic moments for your opponent. Again, so the same reasons I like the the um, the Cyclops demolition vehicles. I think these fill a similar role. On top of that, it's just it's mm-hmm. literally giving guards something they did not have before. I mean, literally, the only thing that could could function in any manner like this is Bulgren. So I, I like another, having another melee esque bully unit. Yeah, I agree. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, nice. what, were, what made you interested in the Armageddon pattern Medusas? Uh, so people are making a lot of ham about um, mandicores at the moment. So mandicores are a bit of a mainstay for guards players, especially if you go full payload on them and you get a flat three damage. A Medusa, car- a Medusa um, battery, so I'm just trying to find the actual thing. Where is it? Ah, oh, that's all over the place. I'm getting pattern reducer. Okay, so this is the same, essentially the same chassis as a Manticore's toughness seven with uh, eleven wounds, three plus armor. Um, it, the siege cannon is heavy D six, strength ten, same as the um, um, Manticore minus three, one better than a Manticore D six damage rather than D three. So they got D six shots rather than two D six, but D six damage blast and you can target weapons. Uh, so target units that are not visible to the bearer. So this is 140 points, and I believe a Manticore runs you 150. Um, this uh, comes with the same heavy bolter, so I think you... Uh, no, it stands about the same points. Where I, where I like this, firstly, it's a vehicle squadron, so you can take one to three of these as a single choice, whereas the Manticores are one single. You can't can't squadron them up. So you could take your two... Um, your two mandic- your two manticores, payload them up, and then for your third heavy support slot, you can take three medusas, and then all of a sudden you have a very very scary anti marine um, no line of sight battery. I mean, admittedly, it's going to be hard to fly to hide all five of these, but being able to hide four of these, three of these, it's a really big deal. And we aren't seeing. I mean, I think there was an assumption that when we saw the terrain rules, we we're going to see a lot of line of people pivoting to a lot of line of sight shooting that was going to dominate the meta in some way, shape, or form. Admittedly, we were coming from a meta that was dominated by you know imperial fists. Um, shooting 
rapier batteries, thunderfire cannons, you know, and God forbid, uh, whirlwind Scorpius is at us. I feel like guard can go back to that in some ways um, for not a huge points investment. It's 140 for maybe two of these, so there's two, 280, and then the two manticores. It's running you less than 500 points, and that's a really decent battery. And it's all toughness seven with a bunch of wounds with three plus save. I think it's good. Yes, I think I think you're right. I think like something that that came up with this, you know, uh, no LOS shooting thing that has made it almost non-existent in in our current world um, is just they increase the points on things so much that had it right. Um, I mean, Admech players were like, "I'm never running another Scorpius, or I'm only ever going to run one now because they they jumped so much." Thunderfire cannons stopped existing. Period. Um, but what we've seen of late, the best Admech lists have just gone back they're like whatever i'm willing to pay the points yeah. for three yeah. scorpius disintegrators because they're even the with that giant hike there's they still do so much work um because terrain is becoming more and more important people are putting more and more on the table to try and figure out like what the amount is supposed to be in ninth edition um so yeah like i'm i'm behind it i don't know if i like it as much as you do but i see it <laughs> i see you yeah, and i well, feel you i also i think uh if we're looking at the carriage battery, which I think is really what you were interested in, I, I, I started you down the path of the Armageddon version of it. But that's 120 points for basically just the gun. Also comes in a unit of up to three. Um, I don't know what the footprint's like on it, but I, but, you know, that's starting to get a little bit more reasonable. And you know, depending on what regiment you bring it in, probably going to get closer to the six shots than the, you know, the the variants like guard have a lot of ways to control the variants on those dice. Yeah, I just wonder yeah. if you know taking a lot of like these old imperial armor um, sort of niche uh, artillery units, you know, because they're not benefiting from the um, psychic awakening buffs. Again, I don't know. I don't know how much people are going to want to actually make use of them. Not totally fair, man. And yeah, there, there's, there are upsides and downsides to that. But I feel like like the guard artillery thing is like missing one piece to round it out. And I, I, I'm I'm like reaching a little bit here and saying that it could be this. But um, look, it's not bad. The profile, the 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 offensive profile is good. And like you said, there are ways that means that we have to mitigate the the variance on the d6s. And of course, you can just take Hadians for real ones as well to hit, or you know Harker or whatever you want. But yeah, so there are ways and means to get around the the variance there. But yeah, I just thought it was an interesting one to pull up. I thought it was mm-hmm. it wasn't awfully costed for what it brings, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that rounds us out for Imperial Guard. Now I want to talk about. Can I can I uh, just ask? What, so you guys, I tried to bring this up and you guys shut it down. Um, <laughs> uh, what's going on with the flyers? Why do the flyers suck? Because these are some of the most amazing models in the entire range. Mm. Have you ever and built a Marauder Destroyer? I think that alone. I think you should get a GT win. <laughs> like if you go to a GT and you bring a Marauder Destroyer or a Marauder Bomber. Um, in your list at all, I think they should just give you a free win. Um, as long as you can of, confirm that you built it, like yourself. That was one of Josh. That was one of Josh Dirth's final lists. Was triple Marauder Destroyers. One of the guys who went insane at the LVO a year or two ago was running two or three Marauder Destroyers. Yeah, but they, I don't know if been, they were. Been, they they were from Forge World. I don't know. So the Marauder oh, Destroyers. I, <laughs> I own. A, I own a legit one. It's got a broken wing. She's a wounded <laughs> bird. Sits in a in a dark closet somewhere, but nonetheless, it's a beautiful model. Um, you know the the uh, the thunder thunderbolt, the vendetta, the uh, the the uh, the vulture. Come on, what Man, happened to these the guys? Vulture, the vulture is gorgeous. The issue with the vulture now is it used to have strafing runs, so it could hit ground targets on a three plus, which was a big deal. Um, it lost that now, so now it hits on on a four plus. Uh, it still has its gatling its gatling cannons and whatnot. So. Uh, 
the, the big change here, which I actually like, is it's got two Vulture Gatling Cannons now instead of a twin. So now it can shoot 20 shots at two different targets. The Marine meta, though, kills the Vulture. When you shoot your 20 Vulture shots, your 40 Vulture shots into three Blade Guard and don't even kill a single model, that means like you're just like, oh, that, oh my soul, my soul hurt, you know? <laughs> Someone just punched me in the heart. This so the Vulture Gunship used to have about five different loadouts, and all of them were variously levels of good. Now it only has um, one, or two, well, two different variants. It's equipped with uh, a heavy bolter in the nozzle, and then two multiple rocket pods and the Hellstrike racks. Multiple rocket pods are the same as you get on a Valkyrie. It's just two d six strength four shots with a, with a rend on them. Um, the Hellstrike racks are um, heavy two strength eight minus two d six plus two damage. Now. Uh, forgive me if I jump ahead to the Marauder Destroyer as well. I feel like I remember that thing shooting eight Hellstrike missiles a turn. Because it just uh, had, it had a rack. ton. It was hilarious. It, it had a ton. Uh, be- yeah. Now it only does I believe two. It, has, it has the same Hellstrike missile rack, and it's only two shots. Yeah, and, and you have to pay an additional... Armor. You have to pay two more points yeah. for it. Uh, 20 more points now to run it. And that was its main armament. That was the, that was the, its raison d'etre. That was its reason for existing. It had this thing, this good profile weapon, it could just smash out. Um, and now, yeah, I just don't know that they do enough. And Ballistic Skill 4 Plus is pretty bad. Like, you will run into a lot of forests, a lot of people who can just reactively get a minus one whenever they like. Hell, most Marines can get reactive minus ones now through either um, stratagems or psychic powers, and you're just hitting on fives. Hitting on fives just isn't good enough. This is why guard isn't good at the moment because um, and hitting on five just doesn't cut it. And with the new way um, rules are uh, in the new ninth edition rules, like if you're running a marauder in two thirds of the GT mission pack, you can't move can't the first turn, right? So you can yeah. deploy it, but it has to sit for a full turn and do nothing. So you're also wasting mm-hmm. 350 points of a model that has a four plus uh, ballistic skill and literally. Yeah just sitting there so and it has it doesn't have um doesn't have hover you can force it off the board it is a massive freaking base that it has um so yeah i just feel like it's just not what it was the smaller the smaller board actually hurts it quite a bit yeah don't run damning indictments all around i the the, yeah i feel like you were right at the start you know when you get 10 points for having a, a battle forged army you should get 12, you know, if, sorry, if you have a, a painted tabletop arm, you should get 12 points if one of those is a, is a Marauder Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, it's the handicap, the handicap point. Yeah, yeah. Two bonus points for building this model. Also, <laughs> I think this is kind of bullshit that it only gets one Hellstrike missile rack. The thing has, like, at least eight of them on yeah. the model. It's a Hellstrike missile rack with wings attached, and you only yes. have one of them, apparently. Yes. Actually, like, when it shoots the missile, the plane flies forward. Dude, I bet they still. I bet what happened was the person that was like putting down the rules owns a Marauder Destroyer, but all of the missiles have fallen off over time because it's such a <laughs> pain to put together. So they looked, they counted it up, and they're like, "Oh, I guess it was only, I guess it was only one." Only two, anyway. Yeah, it's only two. Only shoots two. One rack, only two missiles. There you go. And this um, is uh, apropos of nothing, but for both Space Marines and Imperial Guard, those tarantula batteries, yeah, they become fortifications now. Hold the phone. Just game changer. Moving on. <laughs> uh, 40 points. Or you can have a twin last cannon for 50 points. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Inquisition. I actually, I'm a big fan of Hector X. Old Hecto. Hectors. Yeah. Is, uh, is 100 points. He's an auto malleus so of the same same creed as um, good old Coats and Goats, Cody has. Weapon skill 2+, plus, weapon skill 3+, plus. Tough, only toughness three, but six wounds, four attacks. Comes with a two plus armor save. He is in terminated armor with a storm shield. So he has 
a one plus save. He also has a five plus against mortal wounds. In combat, he's not a slash. He's strength four. He's got a plus one, uh, minus three, two damage. Essentially a special, so a master crafted power sword. And each time an attack is made against a demon unit, if the attack successfully wounds, the target suffers one mortal wound in addition, blah, blah, blah. Who really cares about that? But it's the fact that he's got six wounds with a four plus, a one plus, four plus, five plus, 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 whatever, against mortals. And he has two psychic powers. I thought he was going to be very good. I thought there was a couple of really cool um, uh, warlord traits that I'd line him up with to, to give him some special spice. Like the same ones with Cody, as you give him an extra power. So he, this guy would have three powers um, from the Inquisition. I actually had some reasons to want to take three powers from Inquisition uh, because in a couple of guard armies, the ignore morale is actually very potent, as is um, the cannot be targeted and a bunch of the mortal wound abilities. But yeah, the fact that he's locked taking that inspiring presence actually just kind of burst my bubble a little bit. And uh I have become a much more flaccid upon Mr. Hector X. I mean, I think he's decent. Uh, if you play into a lot of demons, he's he adds a little extra spice because, you know, four attacks that are doing... You're basically getting four free mortal wounds against any uh, demon armor you're playing into. Well, probably more like yeah. three per turn. That's not terrible. Um, no. Two powers isn't terrible. He's decently survivable. If you are running an Inquisitor... Um, you probably want to run Kodiaz or the or Draxus instead, but he's not far behind them. Like it's not. I don't think yeah. it's a poor choice. I don't think it's a poor choice at all. Yeah, it's fifteen points over Kodiaz for better invuln, uh, better save, more wounds, and a, a little bit worse in combat. Admittedly, like the three damage on the Thunderhammer is pretty mm-hmm. legit. But uh, similar, so the, exactly the same um, casting ability. So two powers versus two powers. So I thought he was worth considering. Uh, and teleport strike as well. So you could deep strike him. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. I'm not. I'm not sure. Right. I think I'd probably still take Cody as also for that if I was going to take I, something just for the the stratagem killer as well. But I am now as well. I would. Just, I would. Unfortunately, without the wall of trade ability, I would just take codes instead. But anyway, this is this is your time to shine, Peter. This is the custodes section. What is so it? What, what are custodes? I don't know. There's some golden boys that think they're good. You should tell us some more. Oh, you want me to talk about custodes now? I do. Okay, just a second. I just need to, I need a minute. I need a drink of water. <laughs> it's going to warm up. I, I just took a big bite of my sandwich because I'm not talking right. for a while. You're both, you're both useless. I love you. Okay. Okay. Adeptus Custodes probably got the, um, between them and Tyranids, the best stuff out of Forge World. Forge World Custodes stuff was already very playable. I really think that every single Custodes unit now um, in this Forge World Index is competitive. I think you could take anything in here, uh, maybe not the Coronas, but even then, I think you could take anything in here and do well at an event. I, maybe even the Coronas. It's just a chonky boy is the only problem. It's hard to hide. Um, all the Dreadnoughts getting Duty Eternal or uh, Eternal Duty or whatever they called it for them. You've been listening to your man Marigold on the show with the Chonk reference there. It's, the Chonk. I it's know. Chonk. Yeah. Give me my minute. Um, so good. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but <laughs> so but, good. Yeah, Chunk Master was the greatest meme of. Never mind. So the Achilles getting an uh, the Achilles and the um, the Shield Boy Dreadnoughts both lost wounds, so now they are below that threshold where they degrade, which was a big problem for both of them um, because their movement degraded. So they went from you know nine inches to six to four. So you basically weren't doing anything with them if they took any shots. Now at nine wounds, they no longer degrade. They all got an extra attack. Um, the shield, uh, dread is absolutely legit with that extra attack with a 12 inch range, um, flamer now. 
Um, I think he's supremely playable for his points. Uh, the Teleman gets extra attacks for every fist you take, so now there's a reason to take the fists. And went down in points if you take fists or if you take the Culverins um, at 260. Uh, they kept the Storm Cannons at 290. Still a legit option, but I think the Culverins are the way to go in a Space Marine meta. Um, but the extra attacks on fists mean sometimes you might want to think about running a second Teleman that's just meant for punching things because um, its plasma went up to 12-inch range um, on those fists. It's going to be swinging seven or eight times on the charge um, pretty easily. So I love all of that. Um, for the the deeply legit stuff, the stuff that's absolutely going to see competitive play, Venatari went from something that a lot of people were talking about as like a five-man squad to deal with Marines to just, it has to be in every list, I think. Getting an extra armor save if you take the pistol and buckler. So a two-plus armor save um, a jump pack unit with a four-plus invuln with a six strength six AP2 flat two damage pistol that you can double the shots on, and it gets exploding shots on sixes, um, that is money. They're putting out a ton of shots. They're they're crippling or wiping out basically any Marine unit they get to target. Um, and that two plus armor save makes such a difference. Um, and look, the buckler in combat is good against the vast majority of things you're going to be pushing off objectives yes. anyway as well. Strength so five AP, got- AP2, one damage. It's not terrible. Yeah. Like they can still go and punch off like five intercessors off an objective after they've like absolutely put down the hate on yep. um, the eradicators or whatever. And I mean, to be fair, if you did decide you wanted to run them with um, spears or you did two squads, like the spears went up to flat damage two instead of D3 damage, you get an extra attack if you wield it. Um, they shoot uh, pretty well as well. So you could run a, a squad with spears and, and actually be legit in close combat, although you do lose that two plus armor save, which is the kind of the, the, the big headache there. Um, the real big spice is probably Aqualon's. Um, they went to flat two damage instead of D3, which is a big deal for them. Um, you know, still strength times two, AP four. They didn't go up. I think they went up five points, um, which is well worth it for their profile. Uh, they're 75 points. You're going to be um, prob. You, you, you even want to consider running them with the twin Adrathic for an extra 10 points because of the Marine meta, because assault two flat three damage shots, AP three. That's like, it's a definite reason to take that over the storm bolters just because of Marines. Because you like, I don't know if anyone watches Tabletop Titans. They recently did a Chaos Knights versus Custodes matchup. The Custodes got absolutely brutalized because of two explosions. But there was like one close combat where four Aqualons just like one shot a night. Um, and that's <laughs> just like, that's just math. On math, they do that because they have so many attacks. Their, their damage is so good. Um, and, you know, their two-plus weapon skill is not shabby. So it doesn't take much for them to just start ripping things to crap. I love them. I'm probably going to be running uh, five in most of my lists, along with my Alaris as, like, a double Terminator bomb. So good. Ugh. Yeah. I like that the fire pike got the extra three inches range, even though it was already a 12-inch flame. And it's like, ah, make it 13. Yeah, let's make it's it 15. Still, make it worth it. Still not going to take it. Fair enough. I mean, the Storm Bolter and the Destructor. I mean, actually made a good place for the Destructor. I'd never really considered the Destructor before. But dude, yeah, Assault 2, 18-inch, like 18-inch, so essentially wherever you deep strike, you're going to be in range of something good. Um, yeah, Strength 5, minus 3, 3 damage. That's the that's the sweet profile. I mean, Strength 6 would have been the only thing to make it any better. Yep. Uh, that's, the, that's the perfect profile for smashing Marines, man. I mean, I still like the Storm Bolter because Custodes need a way to deal with Hordes in, if, in a world where they show up. Um, but I mean, you can't go wrong with that. 
I'm still I still love the dreadnoughts. I'm still going to be running some dreadnought lists because like they're all well worth their points now. They're 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 super efficient. The Caladius didn't get any worse. I still think it's a legit threat that you can consider running one of or two of in a list and you won't feel bad doing it. Um yeah, like I just I was so happy with what they did with the uh, custodies. I don't think any of it's broken. Um but they made the stuff uh, that was semi playable extremely playable and i think that's that just it just oh makes me so happy they did it right okay. they did them they did the job that i wanted yeah i've got a confusing point and this i've got a, something that's just confused me and bugged bugged out my brain um so this this would this would feel like an old forge world faux pas um from you know years gone by agamatis custodes that's the biker dudes yeah the forge yes. world bikers yes so they have an adratic destructor as well Yes. And so you have the twin Adrathic Destructor on the Aquilon. Same thing. One is a twin and one is a regular, non-twin. The Aquilon one is 18 inches, Assault 2, Strength 5, minus 3, 3 damage. The one on the bike is Heavy 2, Strength 6, minus 3, 3 damage. Same range. The other one's just a twin. So they got so the twin well, one, yeah. all it changes is from Heavy to Assault. Yeah. But having that be Heavy on the bikes and Assault on the guys on foot, Makes no sense. Well, remember, bikes don't suffer the penalty to shoot heavy anymore. So I guess it doesn't really bikes, matter. Bikes don't? Yeah, no. Yep, okay. So but still, like, why doesn't it get to be assault? Why can't they assault? Why can't they advantage? I don't know. Why I really they... don't know. It did go down five points. So now it's 100 points flat to run that build. And I don't like, I was talking with a lot of people about possibly running them. They're so expensive to buy. They look very different from regular bikes. So you, it's hard to convert the regular bikes to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to spend a hundred points, if you're running shadow keepers to give that, that, um, that minus one strength. So that toughness six makes a big deal. Um, like I really like everything in, in this, there's not a single unit, even the Aries and the Orion. We just saw a guy go four and one running both at an event. Um, because you know, flying Imperial Knights are things that people sometimes struggle with, even if they can't move for a full turn, um, or do anything, the, the other stuff that they do, the Ares bomb changing to not be anti-horde is makes it harder for me to want to play it. I know some people are really keen on it because it's basically a, a free orbital bombardment every turn. I just I can't get behind it yet. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I was wrong about the Ares when it first launched. I thought it was garbage um, and probably one of the worst uh, Forge World models because of its lack of shots. But people played it like crazy and it did very well. Pretty much until the realization came out that it couldn't move in two thirds of the, um, the missions, but are you able to explain why that's a deal though? Why, what, how did that revelation come about? Well, it's just because the, the wording on, uh, on, on units is that if they cannot fit in the deployment zone, um, then they have to be put against the board edge. They count as moving their full distance and can't perform and and can't do anything for that for that first turn. Um, some people took that that to mean just the base, and the base on the Ares and the Orion is much smaller than the the thing itself. But on a closer reading, it's very it seems at least very clear that it's the whole model. So, and that model has a giant profile. So, in two thirds of the missions, it just can't fit. There's no way for it to do it. So, if you deploy it, if you're not putting it in reserves for a billion CP. Um, it just doesn't do anything turn one. And if you're putting it in reserves, exactly. it's also not doing anything in turn one anyway. So, yeah, well, wouldn't it also not... do nothing when it comes on the board? Uh, because true. it can't fit. True. Yeah. 
So it's, a, it's yeah. the same issue. It's just whether you want to spend CP to, to save the space or not. But jumping over to Admex, Admex still have their, their hoplites and their palastases, whatever. But we're going to talk about this is where we're going to talk about the termite drill. Mm-hmm. Now, a termite was a mainstay option for just about everyone who could take it. Marines were taking them, Admex was taking them. Chaos were taking them, uh, and legit, with the exception of a couple of t- uh, chaos factions, you're still going to take them. They're 180 points now. They, they, I think that's a 20 point increase. I believe they were around one 150, 160 before. I think they were 140, but still, like, okay, yeah, yeah. So they had a good the, increase. The point increase is worth what they got. They're still toughness eight. Still got 14 wounds. Still got a free up save. They come equipped with uh, two storm bolters, whatever, uh, and a terax melter cutter and a termite drill. So they come with a five shot. A 12-inch range melter gun that has the melter rule, so within um, half range is D6 plus 2, and they come with uh, their melee attacks now, which is melee times 2, so strength 14, and minus 4, D3 plus 3. And when it's attacking vehicles, it has a damage of D3 plus 6 with three attacks that are going to be hitting on a 3+. plus. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, this is cool, this is good. Can carry uh, 12 infantry models, and I believe the 12 is consistent throughout all variants. I will go quickly double-check. Okay, yeah. you're somebody. right, you're right. All right, who, so who wants to do the hot take? Val, you want to hot take this? I mean, I got charged by one once in 8th edition, but aside from that, I don't have much to say about a termite drill. <laughs> Still not a custom <laughs> stomper, I'm standing by. <laughs> I love you. I mean, uh, it's... It's great. The heavy five on that Melta makes it a threat as soon as it comes in, even if it's going to fail its charge. It's still like. He thought it, I might have had something intelligent to say about the termite drill. Oh, uh, he, he was, was wrong. Away. Okay, well, never mind. So, where the, where the termite drill really shone is uh, well, firstly, for transporting in Admech entirely, it was for uh, transporting a character along with a beefy unit of priests. The mm-hmm. toughness eight was the best thing able to keep the priests alive to make sure they made combat and got to their juicy, juicy three plus involved. Same can be said for Death Guard, which we're going to we're going to touch on Death Guard in the chaos section because Death Guard essentially uh, kind of got the raw end of the the Krieg stick and they they mm-hmm. got hit by the the ugly tree that Krieg got thrown out of as well. Uh, but with the termite, there was just a lot of options. The toughness eight with fourteen wounds is just freaking hearty. Do you think paying one? Has this guy got okay? So this was the model that I would love to have seen gotten Marshall, um, whatever it was. You should pay yeah. one CP to take a drill. It's just that good. I think like Marines, Marines, and I assume Chaos Marines are the only ones who suffer that fate, right? No, no one else has. No has one else has a unit with Marshall Legacy. I now. think it's just Marines. Yeah, I think it's just Marines and Chaos Marines. I will double check. Yeah. I'll even double check on Chaos Marines, but I'm scrolling back up the Marines ones just to double check that it yeah, has I'm, it for Marines. I'm quite sure Chaos has a, their Chaosified version of it. It's probably like Hellforged. Legacy, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's both of them. Uh, Admec do not get it. Um, so yeah, the the termite drill doesn't get any negatives to run it. It is going to be a, a, at least a one of I think in every Admec list just for the priests. You're seeing uh, Rickard Nelson, who's had one of the better um, Admec players uh, in ninth edition. He's running one even with the point increase, along with two of the um, Scorpius land potatoes, uh, yeah. just to get because he's running like. He's running like 30 Electro Priests now, um, and that's a good way to get them all up the board because uh, you're going to guarantee one of them gets there, right? So, Exactly right. But yeah, so that's pretty much all we've got to talk about with Admech. I mean, the Hoplites and the, the, what are they, the Palastas, they're, all, they're pretty solid, but they're nothing really special that we want to deep dive into. But jumping over to the, the Knights, now I, um, 
I had some wild beliefs of what I was going to see with the Knights. I've been I've been expecting Knights to get a bit of love, but I've been in, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they didn't. One of the thoughts that I had would we might see a bit of foreshadowing with the with the the Forge Wheel Knights, and that they'd come up with a rule saying, "Oh, they can only lose twenty of their twenty six wounds in a turn." Something that means they survive a turn, uh, whether that may be. They always survive on one wound. I don't know. Um, something to that nature. We didn't get that, but I'll, I'll talk about them holistically. A lot of knights um, got nerfed and buffed at the same time. So the Knight Lancer, lost, a lot of the knights lost their extra advance. The Sarasus Knights used to advance 2d6, which was stupendously good with Lance Strider and, and full tilt getting turn one charges, etc. The Lancer got some extra attacks, a little bit better in combat now. Um, but what a lot of them did, and a lot of the obscure ones got, was a sweep, uh, essentially a sweep version of their attacks. I'm talking about things like the Majera and the Styrix, um, the Atropos as well. So they, these things that used to have pretty mediocre combat ability apart from their their tap dance which as admittedly the tap dance has fallen off over time the d3 damage not being what it once was um but things like this the uh, atropos yeah now has a sweep attack that is strength six minus two three damage so he's got 12 attacks that are flat three damage now and things like the majera and the styrix um also have the same they have um a smash attack that is you know strength user minus two flat three damage so they have a flat three damage version of their stomps so i think this is actually a huge buff for them Anybody want to chime? Or is, you both failed this time? No, well, no, I'm I'm somewhat here. Um, mm-hmm. I I guess yes, it, it is an improvement certainly over the old fashioned tap dance. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just looking at the Atropos, uh, I I've always been partial to that one out of all of these guys. Um, yep. But he he just did, you know you occasionally saw him in Eighth Edition, but he never he never really got much play. Um, how are these yeah. guys stacking up with regards to like just points like is there a much are there, there is there is, as much of a premium for these guys as there once was let's have a look so there are for some like the atropos and the castigator are both on the so the castigator is essentially what the one that i think people were most attracted to last edition because it did have the it's essentially a super um avenger gatling cannon it's, it's 16 shots 36 inch range gatling cannon and then it, it was one of the only ones that had a sweep version of its attacks back then which was right now is still at um strength 14 minus three three damage and gets two attacks with that instead of um the three for the the tap dance but uh yeah that's that only runs you i think it's 160 points for the castigator is 100 uh, sorry 460 or 480 which is only yeah it's only 20 points more than the warden um and the warden is essentially the same thing but worse in combat and has less shots with his Avenger. The issue is, yeah, um, this thing only has one ranged gun. Doesn't have a bunch of heavy stubbers, doesn't have a carapace weapon, doesn't have a heavy flamer or melter gun or whatnot, or even any of any nipple guns. So while it is, you do, like, the, the base things you do get, like the, the one single gun he has got is better than an equivalent gun. Uh, the same issue that the old Vulture used to have. Yes, you had 40 shots from a Gatling cannon, but you could only kill, you know, oh, cool, you're going to kill five scouts. You're going you're gonna to kill the absolute crap out of those five scouts, but you're only going to kill five scouts. That is the issue I see with the, the Castigator and things of its ilk at the moment. You're going to kill the ever-loving crap out of those five intercessors. But, uh, the, you know, let's say an equivalent equipped um, Crusader, yeah, can kill the intercessors, chip damage on a vehicle, uh, Iron Storm missile into something that's no, that has no line of sight on, and then just put a scattering of stubbers into a bunch of other things. That's where it kind of falls down. And that's all, I think that's always been the, the downside for the Serastus Knights. Mm-hmm. I am a big fan of the Megara. I think the Megara could be good. I think the Megara is actually phenomenal now. 
and it was actually something I've been I've been looking at and planning for in a, in a few little bits and pieces because I think this is the the only one that's as good as a Crusader now. Yeah, um, I mean, if you take the Siege Claw, which you should, you should. Um, it's it's you know it's it's sweep attack goes to damp flat damage three, like you were saying, which is quite good um so it's tap dance is really murdering shit the lightning claw i sorry the lightning cannon at heavy eight uh, flat three damage and exploding sixes for two additional hits um superb it's it's got a, a plasma gun on it um it, you can't overcharge it but whatever it's flat damage two rapid fire two and when you're taking the siege claw you also get the rad cleanser which is a flat damage three uh uh, flat, yeah, flat damage three, strength two, but it always wounds on a two plus uh, on infantry, two d six shots. Like yeah. that's gonna put in work. That's gonna Demons. put in a ton of work. Demons hate this thing. Demons Actually, hate wounds thing. on two plus against anything that's not vehicle or Titanic. So that's a yeah. ton of different stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I think the Megara is now and no equal cover. First. Also, no yeah, cover first. yeah, no cover against anything as a five plus invuln all the time. So you can rotate in combat for a four plus. I think this is the best knight at the moment, to my mind. Um, the ignore cover is the best version of ignore cover. It's not just ignoring uh, the uh, it's ignoring the whole thing. It's ignoring the minus one to hit as well. So it's always going to hit on a three plus essentially, unless you have a, a true negative one to hit. Um, and yeah, the lightning cannon. You think about Volker. If you guys, if anybody knows what Volker is, the Volker strategy is one CP and you get extra exploding sixes. So for every lightning cannon uh, six, you would get an extra three. So every six would turn into four hits um, from three hits and yeah it's it can do a lot of work it's got the best of everything and i think i think it's the, the the most well-rounded night we have we have going for us at the moment yeah i have on. nothing else to say <laughs> Seems i agree badass. with all of it i want yeah, it. um the moirax i'm still a big fan of the moirax i think they're best. actually just because of the um their adaptability and you can equip them as you please they are actually a better version of the helverins or the the um Warglaives. The Graviton Pulsar used to be my go-to. It's actually lost the damage. It used to be damage. Can you believe this, Val? It used to be two. It used to be D6 shots, strength six, minus three, two damage, four damage against um, three plus armor save. Now it's down to three damage. What I really liked the four damage for was because, yeah, exactly. Because it was because of all the feel no pains. So if something had three wounds and a six up feel no pain, chances are they on those three wounds they're going to make a, a six. But on the four, you, you change the math. You need to roll two sixes. And it was actually just really unlikely. But I still think they're, they're usable. And naturally, with the, the lightning clocks, are a fantastic, uh, fantastic weapon on top. Um, are, and they, of course, are, they, uh, are they rocking two of those uh, pulsars or just the one? They can have two, yep. Or two lightning locks or yeah, two mm. of any guns. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're actually, I think they're legit. They, and they still have the... Um, they still have uh, heroic intervention as well. If anybody charges a um, a Titanic character next to them, they get to heroic intervene for that character, which I think is pretty cool. One fifty five model, yeah, cheaper exactly than right. a Redemptor. Dude, one hundred percent. I think they're good. Good amount of wounds. Good save. Involved save. Big fan. Um, we're not going to touch on the Titans just because you're never going to see them. So no, no real, not really much point. So we might War take this chance. Warhound's still two thousand points. So you can still bring it. <laughs> the guy who just wants to pound beers at LVO, you'll see some. You'll see a couple. <laughs> There's always one. There's at least always one. Pete can tell us. How many warehouses always... have you seen in, in competition, Pete? One. One so far in night. And it was last weekend. Or weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Uh, but in general, in general, in, in your, oh, your time. Um, in my time, I've seen six from two separate players. There you go. So there's two two champions. Pickles, <laughs> pickles. Chris Pearson. He run. He loves to run his Warhound Titan at events. Just so that he can have a how good time. How many W's? 
Um, I think he's had one, and it was a um, <laughs> a default. Like he was the he was the ringer that that tur- that round. He and was, and Pickles is a lovely man, by the way. To him, him and his father took me out for barbecue when I was hanging around with him. Good, good dudes. <laughs> yeah, I believe there's only been one uh, Warhound Titan win, and it was a, a default. So default words in the, the English right um but we're gonna take an ad break here um and we're gonna come back with some saucy bits of chaos goodness hopefully we can do chaos justice admittedly none of us are chaos players but we'll do our best and uh see you on the other side this episode is brought to you by hp instant ink no one is reading your mind but hp instant ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges so you never have to think about ink save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. And we are back with the lovely Val and the lovely Pete. And we're here to talk about the Spiky Boys, the Chaosy Dudes. Um, interesting... I don't have many hot takes for these guys, which is uh, a difference from last time they got an index and they had a swathe of incredible options. Now, not a lot is actually standing out to me, but you know, I might be missing, I might be missing the forest for the trees. Um, what did you guys say? Getting over to, to Petey Boy. For chaos? Nothing. I yeah, really yeah. feel bad for chaos. I think chaos is like the one faction that really didn't get a ton of love out of this, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. They got okay I mean, stuff like the dreadnoughts and such aren't terrible um most of them were nerfed by their standards but you know i think it's it's more of an adjacency thing than a nerf um well yeah i'm not feeling a lot of the chaos stuff i'd say they're on par with marines i mean we went through marines and nothing really slapped us in the face as yeah. oh yeah this is crazy this is good. we just jumped over some things that we might find as interesting and one of those was a charybdis we pointed mm. out um so they're starting in at 400 points uh, and it was noted that they can deep strike turn one, right? Yes, but they didn't get the rule to disembark. Hilarious. So you can you can drop pod in twenty dudes of your choice, terrify your opponent, and then sit there and sit there. Well, you got the tw- you got like what twenty wounds to protect you? Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, there's been some talk. I've seen uh, some people talk about using it as like uh, I think Don Hewson was the one that's considering running it with cultists. Um, so you like drop it somewhere important, and it it does a little bit of damage. But the big thing is if your opponent removes it, well, now there's 20 cultists on an objective, and so they just steal an objective that way. Um, so I think that's cute. I don't know if it's winning a tournament cute, but it's you know something you're going to do in an event, and your opponent's going to be real sad. When well, it I happens. just love the I, I love the idea of the Chaos Lord being like, should we put the Havocs and the Obliterators in this? Nah, just push as many. You, know, you guys see that yeah. in, in Japan when they the, the attendants push people onto like the trains, just cram <laughs> just them in, cram them in. Just like nah, full of full of cultists, just push. <laughs> oh yeah, so we've it's sacrificed hilarious. how many souls to get the uh, to get the STC on this? It's like well, many, <laughs> many. But just <laughs> put those dudes over there in it, just as many as you uh, can shove in. The ones with the scabies in particular. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to throw up a, a Hail Mary ignorant comment here. Is there not a chance that there's some play, like I'm like Don Hewson, like he's not still using the fact that core doesn't exist for chaos to like still get a lot of synergy out of these units? Is that not possible? Like, oh, I'm, I'm quite relative- sure it will be, but yeah, just um, like eventually, I'm just saying, like the relative strength of these units should still be stronger than in a Space Marine book. 
Yeah, technically, you're right. I, I, admittedly, like Chaos does have less like applicable stratagems and auras. They do have a lot more combo strats they can they can dump onto something or psychic powers things of that ilk so yeah you, look you might be right There's, there could be some saucy stuff you can do with this um four attacks what is it like in combat um strength times two minus four three damage hitting on fours though so yeah two hits at strength 16 congrats cool if they have an invuln you're going to be really annoyed uh but yeah look i thought it's pretty cool I, I like the idea of like 20 i like the idea of four squads of five berserkers with like a fist or a double lightning claws on, on the champ and then just like just four squads pile out because then you can you can mob a lot of table from this and you deploy i think you deploy um distances always measure to and from the model's hull it's a big ass hull like you can deploy a lot of distance and move a lot of distance away from this guy in a turn like if you turn one just move it into the middle they don't kill it and you just disembark three inches then do your moves and advances and charges you can cover a lot of table um as for whether the 400 point price tag is worth it i think you really have to have a it's all or nothing. Like this is your whole game plan. This this is it, baby. Papa needs a new pair of chaos. Everything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, next, but, uh, admittedly, next like, time you you're could... uh, next time you're hanging out with Red Pal, ask him. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were Charybdis. Uh, is there something that looks like Charybdis that's also spiky claw, like an evil drop pod, or is this there's the evil drop pod? There's a dread claw, which is like just a smaller version of this. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can ask Red about what his uh, his assault claws did to me at Warzone Atlanta. That'd be the only <laughs> that'd be the only anecdote I could add to this conversation. I'll ask him on Wednesday. But um, I've been to that you could just take for forty points less than this. You could take two termites. Essentially, it's more wounds, same toughness. Sorry, more more wounds, more toughness, and uh, better in combat, equivalent shooting, like and the same transport capacity. Well, sorry, why no, would four, more, four more transport capacity. But then you're not cool. You just, also you're just not a lot war. It doesn't fly. Exactly. doesn't fly, though. Can't fly. Can't crow. Can't fight. Ain't no Rufio. <laughs> so why don't we talk please about the Kite Ravager? Please don't leave my hook reference hanging, guys. Just... There's another one. I see one of my favorites is the Blood Slaughterer. Firstly, oh, okay. because, you know, what a name. It sounds like something straight out of, like, Space Wolves. Doggy dog boy, it's a blood slaughterer. Um, slaughterer of blood. That's right. <laughs> what was the what was the the uh, quote before? Uh, how does one actually slaughter blood? But um, <laughs> the movement ten with skill to skill three plus strength and toughness seven nine wounds five attacks three plus armor. It's got his impaling harpoon, which used to um, give it plus to charge a target, I believe. And now what does it do? Uh, if any of the models lose a wound as a result of an attack made with this weapon, but it's not destroyed, it is impaled until starting your next shooting phase. While a model is impaled, its move characteristic is halved, and each time a charge roll is made for the bearer, it is... Uh, so you add two... Each time a charge roll is made for the bearer, if that model's unit is... Attacked. Oh, so you still get the plus two to charge. Cool, cool, cool. You still get plus two to charge, but their movement is, hard, is halved. That's pretty cute. And then in combat, it's still what you'd expect. Plus two, plus two strength, minus three, three damage. You used to get a shitload of attacks on the charge. If it's got two sawing blades, it makes one additional attack. Scuttling gate. How good is the scuttling gate? It's such, yeah. It's a good crap term. People. It's a good term, absolutely. Um, it auto advances six inches. That's cool. So it's going to be a minimum of 16 inches when you when you charge it. Um, it's got infernal regeneration as well from the same as the, the Morlafine does. I like it. I think it's 140 points. Yeah, 140 points. Cool. Sweet anyone, model. Anyone want to ch- anyone want to chime in? Yeah, it's a very sweet model. No, I have no interest. 
<laughs> we are not we are not chaos people. Uh, uh, yes, fair. I had one more to touch on here, but we'll probably dodge it and go straight to the demon. No, no, talk about uh, the Kite and Ravager. The Kite and Ravager is cool. Kite is cool. Kite is cool. is freaking cool. It he's is the king cool. of beers but, with legs. I like that one. That's right. So yeah, he he's, comes in at four, four, 440 points. Essentially, has a. a a better, a better, worse Avenger Gatling cannon. It's only got eight shots, but it's fourteen inch range rather than thirty six, and it's strength eight rather than being strength six. But only eight shots rather than twelve. I'd actually rather have an Avenger. I don't know about you guys. Same, I agree. Um, its cleaver is legit. I mean, it's got five attacks base. Um, the the cleaver, the, the smash is the same as a as a Reaper chainsword, but the slash attack is. Um, Three attacks instead of one. It's actually worse than a couple of the sweep attacks we were talking about. It's only it's strength user minus two flat two damage, but he does have fifteen of those attacks. Uh, he's why? still a demon. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like, is it just because he can get juiced up because of his keywords? Yeah, like, probably. I think that's it. It's because you can juice this sucker. Juice this sucker. Juice him up. For, you- yeah, he's got he's got a he's got the demon engine keyword, so you can real to hit real to win with this bad boy and he demon. Can- Yes, yes, and Damon. There are a lot of applicable buffs you can lay on this dude. Um, the same with Infernal Regeneration as well. Um, he used to have some other stuff. Ah, there, was, there was another special rule he used to have, but I feel like he's forgot. But he's demonic, so he comes with a 5-plus invuln all the time. Unfortunately, I was actually hoping this guy would get the knight keyword as well um, and get all those transposed goodness, like some of it. Like Maybe he doesn't get a household or anything, but get some of the stratagems from them. Because um, I think that level would just... Exp- Taking him to another level. Um, is 440 points. Used to have only 22 wounds. Now has the full complement of 26, um, which is uh, two more than an uh, equivalent um, Questorus Knight. And mm-hmm. uh, has five attacks rather than four and movement of 12. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a small fan. Small fan. Only because the, the, the combos you can stack are pretty pretty juicy. Mm-hmm. 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 Just, I have nothing more to say. Super underwhelming at range. Too bad. Fair enough. Too bad. I'm doing, I'm doing too good a job of encapsulating. I need, I need some anecdotes. Um, Petey baby, tell us about Death Guard and T-Sons. Encapsulate them into one and break some hearts. <laughs> okay, well, I can tell you one thing. They get one thing. Yep. <laughs> so, um, the big thing here and the biggest kind of hullabaloo about this codex was when it, uh, or this uh, compendium, was when it came out they essentially state, stated that Thousand Sons and Death Guard get nothing other than a greater, uh, a Death Guard version of the Greater Blight drone. So they lost access to all their Dreadnoughts. Um, they were all moved into Legends. They lost uh-huh. access to all of the other stuff that's in this book that is Chaos-related. You're apparently just not allowed to take them. Um, in the Legends rules, they've added two new keywords. Um, the um, Bubonic Astartes and uh, Arcane Astartes, which seems to indicate new keywords for their codexes when they come out. Um, may or may not be. Maybe that's just how they make sure that you can't run any of the old stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot. The gra- the Death Guard version of the Greater Blight drone, really the only difference between it and the regular one is it's got the Plague we- Weapon special rule instead of just re-rolling ones to wound. So you can apply some um, stratagems to it that you wouldn't otherwise. It's not terrible. It's defi- It's just like anything else. It's Death Guard in that it's super hard to kill. It's, you know, nine wounds, toughness seven, uh, disgustingly resilient and um, explodes on a 4+, plus, which for one mortal wound. Um, but, man, you know, like I'm quite sure Don Houston will probably try to play three of them in an event sometime and then tell us why <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Val, Val, any theories why they would do this to Chaos and not do this to, like, everyone else? Um, I don't know. Maybe they think that they're really, really good for some reason? Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I was surprised. Like I, I was kind of assuming that they would go with the core core and supplement model with chaos. That seemed to be a no brainer, but obviously they they haven't done that. I don't know, Pete. You got any other other takes? No, I think that's it. I they it's the thing with chaos has been for basically since the start of eighth is like they overlap so much with everything. So I imagine this is just oh, like the first step in the wave of how do we make it so that it's more palatable to play mono faction X um, so that you don't need to run warp time with your death guard or your thousand sons to make them viable. Um, and so this is an easy way to do it is to just limit the amount of options they get to start and then toss it all into like these sing- these singular codexes they're about to get. Yeah, I, uh, I've I've had the feeling for a long time that there's been no united vision for the Chaos Super Faction. There's been like no uniting concept, core concept, but um, boom, pun. Uh, but yeah, the, the total and complete lack of core keywords in any part of this does lead me to scratch my head a little bit. I mean, admittedly, did did any of the did any of the Marine stuff get the core keyword? I was going to ask that question. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't actually go have a quick peek through it. Um, no, the custody stuff did. Um, I don't, but the marine stuff did not. Okay, so unless for some, dis- in, you know, imperceivable reason, the core, you know, stuff is locked to only Necrons and Space Marines, which would seem absurd. Well, we already um, saw custodies get it too, so like we, exactly. and we know well, it exists sorry. in this book as well. So yeah, so it is going to be a core concept that's going to be overlapping throughout this edition. But yeah, it's just uh, it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, but jumping over to demons we can encapsulate demons in a couple of different little hot takes there are all their bigger crazy ass greater demons all the forge world ones that used to break the games i mean uh, zarachnil had a special place in my heart because that model is phenomenal but big bird astio Karis, super chicken was literally like the bane of many meta's existence for a good like three months um anything really change in the the polarity there i mean um i think they these are Better than they were because I mean, uh, uh, Alphabet Soup out uh, to Karakarakalas. Um, he had been a little too powerful to the point where they, you know, increased his points by like 600 to make it so that no one would ever use him again. Yeah. Um, so they dropped him down to 700 points. So he's still extraordinarily expensive. Um, they removed uh, the jank, like his ability to create chaos spawn out of killing people. Yeah. Um, like for to me, all of these greater demons, they're decent. It's just I would always take a regular greater demon over any of them. There's like just no reason not to. Exactly right. The greater, the, all the greater demons are so good at the moment that even though these are actually playable, had this happened, had the greater demons not existed right now, all the the um, the psychic waking greater demons, I think you'd be seeing these guys a lot. I think especially Aisto, he's actually pretty good. I think, um, but the thing I is, think like, even Zarachnil is decent. It's just hmm. like Keepers of Secrets are just so much cheaper than. But yeah, that. they just. It's just it's just a weird weird take weird take because they they are strong they are good I'm assuming Pete's dropped out but uh, no I'm still here I'm just I'm cutting out every yeah, couple I, of seconds I think I think without this stuff you'd be seeing these guys everywhere Zarachnil is pretty saucy I, I was a big fan of Zarachnil before um, toughness seven eighteen wounds six attacks four plus um, of course four plus invuln um, subtract one from the hits all the time um, melee or whatnot uh, friendly search demons within nine of this model uh, uses leadership so uses leadership ten and at the end of the fight phase if any non-vehicle models were destroyed as this model this model gains d6 lost wounds and of course it's the all the good stuff in combat as well and of course two psyche powers so a little bit of a buff 
over a regular keeper. But the thing is, like a regular keeper, you can just do so much with it with those exalted powers. And of course, um, ACO being borderline unkillable with 27 wins and toughness 8, it's not true unkillable like the actual Lord of Change at the moment is. Another thing we haven't like we, we haven't really addressed directly is just the fact that a lot of these like big marquee units are Lords of War, and the Lord of War yes, is of really hard to justify, um, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that you know at a minimum it's three CP, and you lose. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Like in, in these guys' case, I don't know how much you would lose um, because normally you're not allowed to get any sort of faction benefits. But I guess it's all keyed off of the the slimness keyword. But anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I think that makes these guys another like that's another reason why they would be way down the totem pole versus just well, regular yeah, dims. It just makes them unpalatable. Like they they make them they make them tastier. They make it a, a much you know more well rounded meal by dropping the points and you know having some more non absurd special rules. But then they just make it unpalatable. Like they just dump a bunch of salt on it at the end before they serve it to you, and you're like, ah, I can't eat this. <laughs> But that being said, um, I mean, if you got one of these things, you love it. It's painted beautifully. Like you can run it. Like I think that's that's the thing absolutely. To do. Yep, absolutely. And, you can. And the demon princes, like Yuraka, is probably playable. I think a regular corn demon prince is better, but um, he's not terrible. He mm. he does a lot of damage. He's he can deny once a game, which is not ter- like which is pretty good. Eh, you know, actually, no, it's once per turn he can deny. That's once even better. Game. Never mind. Say once per game, jeez. So yeah, Rough. like yeah, I'm I'm not not blown away, but at the same time, like I said, like. You could see them. I could see someone trying to go like full in on Keepers of Secrets and running Seracniel and exactly three keepers like three, yeah. and um, like Shalaxi and then seeing what happens might be a thing. Yeah, and you, yeah, and you take maybe you take a mirror or you just spam a bunch of different bunch of small fiend units to try and lock that, in. Um, that is the Chaos Army for me. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. It's like the orcish Chaos Army you're going to play. Um, <laughs> Jumping over to Craftworld Eldar. Now, they have a lot of entries here, but they seem to lack a bit of substance. Now, the, the only one that really kind of hit me in the face is like, oh, this is actually cool, as the Hornets. The, the only thing that's jumping out at me is good. Movement 18, uh, physical 3+, plus, uh, 6 wounds, sorry, 6 toughness, 8 wounds, with 3 plus save. It's pretty good. I mean, 18-inch um, movements, you can jump pretty reliably from terrain to terrain and get the best of the line of sights. And they're coming with the two uh, pulse lasers and then a bunch of other options they can have. Uh, other way around, with- eight, 8 toughness, 6 wounds. Okay. No, it's, no, no, Adam was right. It's 6 toughness, 8 wounds. We're talking about the Hornet? Yeah, 6 yes. toughness, 8 wounds. If it was tough as eight with six wounds, I'd lose my I'd, I'd lose my mind. That'd be the greatest thing ever. Wait a minute, I um, think I think we're both speaking English, but only one of us understands it. Continue. <laughs> so well, it wouldn't be me either. Um, it's, they come at eighty points. I think they're pretty reasonable. Uh, taking a squadron of you can take one to three of these. Um, leadership eight means it's never going to matter. Um, <laughs> Is Val still whispering? What? Huh? Oh no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's, leadership ca- character. He's making fun of himself for not knowing how to read. Eight <laughs> under his six breath. wounds. Is that what you said? Eight toughness, six. No, wounds? he did not. Uh, way around. Toughness, six, eight wounds. But yeah, I did flub it at the, at the start. It's oh, okay. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get your grammar. He's, he's, I get your grammar. He's on, he's on point. He's on point. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I, I actually quite like pulse lasers. Um, strength, yeah. you know, having two of these, so four shots of strength seven minus two, two damage. That's very good for um, expert crafters. Makes them mm-hmm. very reliable. Um, but yeah, I'm a fan. I feel, I feel like this adds a little bit that um, Eldar might need at the moment. 
Yeah, I mean, we've already seen it um, win an event uh, this last not oh, yeah this last weekend. The uh, Midmo Maelstrom, uh, James Kelling, he ran like thirteen hundred points of Harlequins and about seven hundred points of Craftworld, and really the all of the points in Craftworld were devoted to Hornets. It was just like Hornet City um, plus a little bit of Mortal Wound output, and um, they they do work. There's a lot of these. Uh, this is one of those units too. That there's a ton of them on the shelf uh, from Seventh Edition. They're a really popular pick. I remember yep. uh, it, them being around. So there are a lot of a lot of Eldar players that have this ready to go. And they're a cute little dude. They don't take up much space, you know. Little lobbies. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I think I think one is good. Now, the one we got to we got to lament here is uh, we got to pull one out for the race here, um, which has had a weird kind of pivot. I mean, I don't really understand the nerfs here. I, I I don't really comprehend why I lost three wounds and mm-hmm. lost the character keyword. Mm. You think it would it would be one or the other? I agree. I have no nothing else to say. Like the race here was <laughs> one of the only craft world units in ninth that was seeing like consistent play, and people thought might actually be broken because you could give it that sniper um, mm. ability, and now it's sniping with its you know D weapons, its D cannon, which was a little crazy. Um, but to drop it to nine wounds, so now it's becoming a legit threat with the character keyword, and then to be like, oh, also, we don't want you to have that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, admittedly, it got better as a psycho. It, it used to know, yeah. like, it's three trash powers or whatever they were. Uh, yeah. But now it knows anything from the Warlock discipline, so you can you can get your jinx and whatnots from this guy. But yeah. uh, that would have been, been a lot more meaningful if someone couldn't just be like, oh. Like that psyche you got there. Every other psyche is every other psyche you have is a character, and I cannot shoot it except for that one. Bang, it's dead. And uh, the the wraith construct rule. Why would they pick that? Like, I don't. Just feels so bad compared to duty eternal. It's like mm. you can ignore, like you you ignore a damage or you ignore one AP. Yes, there's a bit right? of a, a grand canyon between the how good those two different options are. Yeah, makes me sad. I mean, it's not it terrible. If you run this, I'm not mad at you. I'm just sad. I, I'm just, mad yeah, just sad. I'm sad for you. <laughs> Which is much worse. Unfortunately, like, not, Eldar seem to be in the same place as Chaos. Not a lot was, was jumping out at me. Because I mean, the vast majority of their things are Lord of War choices, are Scorpions, uh, Cobras, Satchak, Scatch, Wraith Knights. Hacky Sack Wraith Knights. Hacky Sack Wraith Knights. <laughs> the Hacky Sack Wraith Knight, I mean, it's down to 325 points. I guess you got to actually pay for its weapons here. It's got some neat sort of rules where it can kind of bob and weed on on and off the table. It doesn't seem as bad as a normal Wraith Knight. Maybe I'm being crazy here. Maybe. Except Lord of War. Yeah, Lord of War yeah, is such Lord a... Is but um, the Lynx, I think the Lynx, I think if you played a Lynx, I would, I would t- uh, you know, tip my hat to you. I don't think it's a terrible choice. I think that uh, Craft World are in such a bad place that it's a terrible choice, but it's not yeah. because of the Lynx. The Lynx is the heavy support one. That's got the one huge gun down the middle, yeah? Correct. Yeah. That thing looks cool. I like it. It's like two two other um, old Craft World models stuck together with a around a huge cannon, which I can get behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the tantalizing one. The, mm. the double oh. catamaran, I, I cannot and not allowed to own this because it'll like shatter within the first hour of me owning it. Beautiful Tantalus. She's gorgeous. Who wants to, she's, it's a gorgeous girl. Like you would, you would like want to break a, a miniature like champagne bottle on its prow before you play it the first time. 
depends Pete, on the were, letter in it because I like to you were, smash things. Upon my you were excited for the Tantalus. I know my 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 Drukari pal is uh, is is contemplating it. I know also that it's it's not a Lord of War, so immediately it makes it more interesting. You I mean, can take it, it. Yeah, it's so it's an open top transport that's heavy support. It's got 12 strength, 8 AP3, 2 damage shots at assault on a 16 movement body as it is. So you can move it up to 22 inches and still put out some decent firepower. Ballistic skill 3, 18 wounds with an invuln save. Um, In close combat, it's got 6 attacks at AP2, flat 2 damage. The open topped with 16 bodies you can shove in that, it's going to put out a lot of um, additional firepower while it's protecting those bodies. We've already seen that um, Incubi are going to get a huge buff in this next yeah. edition. So if their points are are worth that buff, like putting a few of them in there along with you know some Cabalite warriors for some shooting, like this thing is pretty spicy for the 300 and, 320 points, something like that. 300, 310, I believe. 310. Like that, that, like for that package of what you're getting, I'm, I'm into it. I'm super into it. 12 yeah, strength eight AP3 shots alone. I'm into that. Does it does it not have power from pain? Does it not get um, power from pain buffs? I'm trying to. I'm looking for. It. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see power from pain as a, on the abilities or in the key. On the, no, the it keywords. doesn't. But I mean, it gets it's sky scything charge. So on a four plus, it does D three mortal wounds to everything it's in um, engagement range with. And, and that's a big body. So if someone yeah. is a little too silly about how they're placing their units, and you slap into three or four of them with one big charge, you mm. can um, you can put out some pain. Like I just Pump like models. it. I just yeah, I like it a lot. Like it. I, I'm a big fan. It's always been one of my favorite models. It just looks so pretty. Um, yep. 18 wounds is a bit sucks. It means you can't can't hide behind obscuring. But uh, five plus invuln with that, those same 18 wounds, moving 16 as well. You can easily start out out of range of people and get yourself into a engagement range whenever you wanted to. And yeah, yeah it's not it's not a slashing combat. Six attacks hit only hit on fours, but it is strength seven minus two two damage in combat. That's pretty good. Um, and yeah, 16 transport capacity. Load it out with whatever you want. You've got mm-hmm. enough stuff. You can put you can put one unit of like Drizar and one unit of Incubi in there, and then have ten something else in there if you want. Yep. I think that's cool. Yeah, get some blasters in there, some shredders, whatever yeah. you want. Yep. Live your dream. Live your dream. Um, it is a vehicle as well now, so shoots in combat, which is very nice for those um, double disintegrators. Yeah, uh, pulse disintegrators, which are admittedly a beautiful profile. Six shots, strength eight minus three, two damage. Fantastic profile. And it's got two of them. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, jumping over to the Krons, the Metal Men. Um, now, the one I wanted to jump straight to here is the Tesseract arc, because this got quite a bit of play, um, especially towards the end of 8th edition. Uh, it's coming in at a nice uh, 170 points, which is a, it's 10, is that 10 points more than Doomsday? And our DDAs went up to 180. This is sitting snugly between the DDA and the new um, tripod, War of the Worlds tripod, whatever it's called. Um, Doomstalk or whatever it is. Uh, movement 12, physical 3 plus, same toughness 7, 10, 10 wounds, 3 um, three attacks, blah, 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 3 plus save. Um, it comes equipped with the Tesseract Singularity Chamber and two Tesla Cannons. Singularity Chamber is, I think it's pretty similar to what it was, has the three modes of fire, um, has the automatically, so has the, the Super Flamer with the Strength 4 Rend 3 Flamer, wins on a 2 plus, unless it's a vehicle. As the Seismic Slash with his Assault assault D6, which is probably the one you're going to use the most in our meta at the moment. Um, strength 5 minus 3, flat 3 damage, or has the Solar Fire Heavy D6, Strength 8 minus 3, D6 damage. Has Living Metal and Command Protocols and Quantum Shielding. So the new version of Quantum Shielding, which is the 4 plus Invulnerable save. Um, and also, wait a sec. So it has a containment field for its four-point formal save. What does quantum shielding do now? 
can't be wounded on a four pl- on Ben on a four plus. So, so yeah, it has it has two levels of mitigating factor. So you think about how you shoot a bunch of las cannons into it; they can only wound on a four. You stop half of them on the wound roll, and you stop the other half on the bond <laughs> save. I think it's good. I like it. Um, whether it's still going to hold its place with the new the Doomstalkers, we'll see. Because ten wounds does hold yeah. it down a little bit. Yeah, I was. I think the problem with the Tesseract arc is the is the Necron Codex by itself is very strong right now, um, and it's really tilting towards like ghost arcs and bodies with the Silent King, um, or like a close combat central center uh, centerpiece unit. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe I like what you've described is a play is a very playable model. It is, yeah. But where it sits, I mean, for a hundred, it's what did I say? One hundred and seventy, one hundred and seventy. Yeah, it's not ten wounds. Isn't great for one hundred and seventy points in, in that book, especially. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's what it's what it's competing against is the problem. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's decent. Uh, mm, it does. It does. So this models Tesla cannons. Of course, you get the the Gorse cannons or the particle beamers. But uh, yeah, only one d six from the Tesseract from, of, of its good profile. Yeah, look, it's still good, though. It's still good. It's just, I'm just not sure you're going to see it like you did. Um, the other one we're going to talk about here was the we're going to pour one out for the Sereptic Heavy Construct, which is being heavily lamented, but I've yet to hear a reason why. It's 650 points, but maybe after we break it down, we'll um, understand a little bit, unless you guys already know why people are unliking this guy. Again, I only know this game through hearsay. There are people who have a, they have a fetish for these zombie robots, and they oh they used to own the zombie spider robots that are very large. No longer happy about that. I suspect, so I suspect they're not as strong as they once were in various parts of their profile. I never so saw them before. I, I, I didn't think they were I, strong to begin with. But I think mind. the big thing about the Seraptech that kind of makes it crap is it's 660 points, and then you compare it to pretty much any knight, and you say, why would I take that? Um, because 660 points for 6 uh, AP3 flat 5 damage attacks or 12 AP1 2 damage attacks uh, at weapon skill 3, no real way to make that better. That's pretty crap. Its gun um, is D3 shots. I guess it's two of them. So you get two D3 strength 16 AP4 shots, but it's the D3, so it's it's not super reliable. It's only ballistic skill three. If it was ballistic skill two, this would be terrifying. I definitely think a, a lot more about it. Um, living metal, it's regaining one wound a turn. It's got a five plus invuln. Um yeah, it's so, just—it's uh, not exciting. It's not exciting in it, any way. I think you said it perfectly before. The, the, the Necron Codex is strong, and this is a warlord. This is a Lord of War choice that has, apart from command protocols, has zero other synergies with the book. Um, it's just not getting much mileage. And you said what six fifty points? Uh, admittedly, I think the singularity. The two singularity generators are your best port of call here. So heavy 3d3, so it's two of them, so 6d3 shots per turn. Strength 8 minus 3 d6 damage with blast. So there is potential to get 18 shots out of that profile. The thing is, I don't understand why it's worse in combat than a knight. It's six attacks, yes, but its sweep attacks are trash, um, and its, its impaling strike is worse. Strength times two minus three five. Why isn't that six damage? And why isn't it rend two or rend three on its sweep attacks? Um, yeah. I understand why it's rend, rend one two damage. Two damage is fine, yep. whatever. But rend one is actually terrible. Yeah, you can play it for fun. You're, you, uh, I wouldn't play it in an event unless somebody comes up with some real jank combo that no that no one else has figured out yet, and I don't mm-hmm. think that exists. And it, 
Anybody seen the, the how big this thing is? Is this going to have the same problems as the Orion and the the whatnot? Are you going to be forced to not use it for a turn or two because its footprint is just that massive? No, I, it's it's not that big. Um, it's not like okay, that. Cool. But it, I've it, never seen one in the flesh. It's from it's all the other spider. That, yeah, that's a good question though. It's got a weird footprint. I think you mm. could probably slide it in sideways. That's yeah. what they all say, mate. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh dear. Right, not Val, like this. We made it. Yes. We're here. It's all awesome. finally did it. We did it. Oh, you baby. We did it. Okay, guys, uh, if you're not sitting down right now, you should probably sit down because the boys are here. It's it's orc time. I own almost every one of these models. I'm very pleased with Forge World. No idea if any of this is really all that competitive, but damn it, did it not make me feel good. First thing, the soap upper that is the Warboss and Warbike. We've we've seen a lot of ups and downs with this 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 model. Uh he was out, he was in, he was out. And now he's back in. That's right. Warboss and Warbike is back in. A tidy 115 points. They actually gave him weapon options, even though the model itself only comes with one. Um, but uh, this guy is super deadly. He's uh, got a 14-inch move. Um, I don't think... No, he, he doesn't do the auto advance uh, like his old version did. Uh, but he's got the speed wall rule now. Um, and because he's going to often be your warlord, he can also uh, get the... Uh, the regular wall rule, so he can make uh, both infantry and vehicles and bikes uh, advance and charge if you so wish. Um, he's also, uh, if you give him the biggest boss, he's going to get a four up invuln. He's going to get uh, an extra wound and extra attack. So he's going to go up to eight wounds, six attacks, toughness seven, uh, strength 12 with his claw. He's just, he's a friggin' monster. Absolutely love the war boss of bike. Uh, am I reading that right? Is that toughness seven? Yeah, yeah. Toughness tough seven. To seven with seven wins. Why? Uh, and, <laughs> Why does and, he get toughness seven? Custodes a toughness six, but he's the guy with no armor. <laughs> on top of that, on top of that, it's it's not it's because you're going to give him uh, an upgrade before the game, and so he's not going to be seven wins. It's going to be eight wins, hmm. uh, which is I, hilarious. I think, I think um, he's saucy. He's super saucy. Like he's just like he's just a disruptor. He can he can get in there. He can, he can go long a long long way and uh, mess up someone's day. You give him the the relic claw, so it's uh, gonna be a flat three damage claw that rerolls wounds. It's pretty nice. He's pretty cool. A lot of people they don't like the war boss on Warbike as much because you can't do stuff like um, uh, fight twice with him because he's not infantry. Um, and uh, no, you can you can fight on death though with him. So I guess you can uh, you can uh, suicide him into things. But yeah, no, he's a he's a monster. Really awesome little little unit. Um, outside of that, I mean, that is probably the most important piece of actual tech here, but that's not what we're listening for here. Tell me that. That's not what I want to hear. Val's, Val's in town. So, um, I think there's, there's definitely some interestingness in the, um, for example, the Mecha Dread. Um, the Dreads, Killicans, all the various, like, stompy robots that orcs have, which are some of the coolest models that, that are in the range. They all pretty much suck. Um, but... Uh, uh, this guy dropped down 170 points. Um, he's got um, he's got sort of one of those two mode attacks, um, so he can uh, I don't know he can swing eight times. Yeah, he can swing eight times uh, with his uh, dread kill saw, which is going to be strength eight minus four two damage a piece. Or he can do the rip, which is you know twice strength minus three d three plus two damage. He uh, carries a uh, kill cannon, which is like a d six shot. Strength eight minus two two damage uh, weapon, uh, but most importantly, uh, this guy can go fast. Um, if I recall correctly, um, 
He's got the mega charge. So each time uh, charge rolls made for this unit, roll one additional D6 and discard one, which means, um, you know, he also has only 16 wounds. So he can be put into reserves using the orc stratagem and he can come on the table and uh, has a really good chance of making that charge, especially if he's something like evil sons. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of he's kind of cool. Uh, I like him again. This is something like if you're someone who has this model, and a lot of people do, suddenly it's something that you can actually consider because this is one of those examples of a of a data slate in the old book that was just like riddled with errors. The other cool thing about this, hey, this is something. This is something. Here's a little here's a little inside baseball for you, or inside Aussie rules football. Um, uh, a lot of the, in fact, all of the orc vehicles. Uh, with the exception of the stomp, it got ramshackle. So ramshackle is something that right now I think only the truck has, and so it's essentially on a on a roll of six, um, all the damage uh, is that it, that a that a model has suffered is reduced to one, uh, which is really lulzy and streaky, but nonetheless can come in real clutch. Um, so all of these all of these um, vehicles now have the ramshackle ability. So maybe that's a sign that other stuff will get it. Um, the other thing too is weird, like with the Forge World Orc stuff, is like they used to have a lot of really bespoke and interesting, wacky weapons that Forge World has just steadily stopped. Um, either it has never made a model for, or like they stopped producing models for. So like something like the Big Track, great model, um, sort of just like sort of a fancy truck, um, sitting at eighty-five points. I think it's about half as expensive as it was previous to this. I think it was used to be around hundred. It was more than a battle wagon. I think it was around one hundred and forty or one hundred and fifty points. Um, big track, um, you know, still has a, a great movement characteristic of 14, uh, toughness six, 12 wounds. It's just a beefier tank, um, and has otherwise all the same stuff. Again, I don't think you're going to see much play here. Takes up heavy support slots, not a dedicated transport. Something I do think that's possible to, to see play is the cannon wagon. Um, cannon wagons, um, you know, in a lot of work list, well, some work lists, Pete, you can back me up on this or not. You, you see the, uh, the, uh, relic, uh, what are they called? Custom job. Uh, big boomer um what are they called gun wagons <laughs> we call it the big boomer gun wagon we're not, we're not talking about our parents here no no uh, so it's basically gets you like a 46 kill cannon um so it's a lot of shots um the super cannon is um heavy 2d6 strength 8 minus 2 damage 3 so obviously a handy profile to have um this guy i think is 170 points uh kitted out um and it also it hits on fours, which is kind of neat um, for an orc because it has grot gunners, which, uh, you know, most orcs obviously hitting on fives. Um, finally, I think, well, not finally at all. I'm going to keep going. Gargantuan Squigath uh, is the guy who suffered, I think, in all of this. I don't know why he got he got jacked up to 510 points. Um, otherwise, more or less the same. Still has essentially no keyword interaction whatsoever in the in the codex because he's a monster. Um He's an awesome, awesome guy. I've got two of these. I'm sad to see him kind of suck, but you know, them's the breaks. Um, the um, oh, there's something about the. I'm also noticing on the um, how to rule. So like uh, for embark troops shooting out of this thing. Uh, what was the thing I saw on this? I remember it was interesting. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> I, I, there is nothing interesting there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's unfortunate. Um, it now explodes on a six. Uh, it didn't used to do that. Um, the two, the the one, the one lawyer war for the orcs. I think that actually legitimately could potentially um, 
Here it be comes. something that you see uh, it sort of like in a skewless act. It's actually not yet. It's the kill tank. Kill tanks uh, are sitting in, at 275 points a model. So if you give them the Bursa cannon, they're at 325 points. So you can fit three of them into a super heavy detachment um, for six CP. Blomp, blomp. Uh, but nonetheless, that gets you that gets you obviously a uh, a clan trait, so it gives them a little extra juice. These guys are sitting on twenty four wounds each. Uh, their toughness eight. Um, their ballistic skill isn't isn't four. They used to be ballistic skill four, but now they don't suffer penalties for moving. Um, but the burst burst can is thirty six inch range, heavy three d six, strength ten minus three three damage blast. If you're within half range, so if you're within 18 inches, you get plus one to hit on the attack roll. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's nice. Um, it's also a transport because orcs just can sit on top of it, which is kind of Why? neat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they figured out how to get on top of their vehicles. What? Unlike the crappy Marines. Actually, they literally have magnetized boots and they can't <laughs> get on top of their vehicles. These guys are literally just hanging on by their fingernails and their teeth. And they're like, yep, no issues. Um, it's like... But, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Why have they made the distinction in the transport capacity, in every single transport capacity, that you can take 12 flash gits or some other infantry? Flash gits are kind of like, um, uh, they're like, uh, what are your scions? They don't screw up your, your clan. Oh, okay, yeah. No, they don't so screw up your clan. Part so if you take flash gits in, in, it doesn't. Okay, yeah. Well, they don't, you don't, like, you can have flash gits, but not have flash git clan culture, and you don't lose your, your, uh, your yeah, clan yeah, trait. Yeah. That makes sense. So, like, they don't screw up your detachment bonuses. How did I not um, know that? Until I think now. that's why. Well, Mutation you know, I have a lot of very specific knowledge um, and uh, <laughs> a very specific set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I just, I think the kill tank, honestly, very early eighth. Uh, there were some guys. I think, uh, I think someone won a GT with three kill tanks. I think that's, and they were a bit of a threat because they were almost this exact same points level. I think they were right around three hundred twenty-five points, and people were spamming them. It was before rule of three. Um, so they got jacked up to almost 500 points, uh, and that's where they stayed for the majority of 8th edition. Um, just a couple other interesting things about this tank is this tank actually is pretty decent in combat. It's got um, 8 attacks at weapon skill 4 up at strength 9 minus 1, 3 damage. Not bad. Yep. Also, uh, Not bad. When, it, when it actually makes its charge, um, uh, it, on a 2 up, it does D3 mortal wounds or something nearby. So, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty neat. I, I like it. How many points did you say? Uh, three twenty-five fully kitted. That's cheap for that many toughness eight wounds. I mean, you, the cheapest knight, the gallant, comes in at four hundred without any guns, and this thing comes in at like what fifty points less than that with a bunch of guns. I think yep. it's good, man. And it's and decent. Can, course, yeah, then you can KFF it to get that invuln you don't have otherwise, and mm-hmm. you can heal it, and you can yeah, that, I like it a lot. And basically everything I'm about to say also applies to this kill tank because what I really care about, and the only reason why I've sat around here for an hour and a half saying dumb yeah, things right, every now and again, right. is the Custom Stompa. And I really do believe that there is a build here because the Custom Stompa, for the first time in my recent memory, is down below 1,000 points. It's sitting at 800. You add 50, you lose the transport capacity. You get the big old PP cannon, the belly gun. Um, listen to what this sucker's got. All right, I just, just bear with me here. Okay, so it's got a belly gun that's heavy 3d6, strength 8, minus 2, 2 damage blast. That's one gun. It's got the gaze and mork 18 inch heavy 3, strength 12, minus 4, 6 damage. Sure, whatever. Little, little extra like chip chip in damage. It's got the um, uh, the def cannon, which is uh, off the top of my head because it's on the regular stomp, a strength 10, um, 3d6 shots. 
uh, D6 damage minus four, not too shabby. Also has the uh, Supa Gatla or the, uh, the, I don't know, some dumb Gatler thing. Anyway, that one is, um, <laughs> that one's also three D6 shots, strength seven, minus one, one damage. On a two up, you can do that again. On a five up, you can do it a third time. If you fail any of those rolls, you don't get to shoot it anymore in the game, but that's that's some pretty awesome spiky damage. Um, and then um, uh, this guy has something called the Lifted Dropper. Lifted Dropper was a sad, pathetic weapon in the last uh, in the last version of this, but this is what the Lifted Dropper now does. 48-inch range, 43 shots, minus 4 AP, D3 plus 3 damage, and... Um, when you hit with it, you roll 3d6, and you just have to beat the target's toughness. And it wounds. Yep. So, so that's Minus getting around... Four. Yeah. That's getting around all of those uh, inner circle douchebags. That's getting around um, uh, uh, the other one that you can just pay the CP for. Uh, transhuman. Uh, it is like, I don't know, a really, really super handy thing. So that's one model. It's 40 wounds. Toughness 8. Yeah. 40 toughness 8 wounds, if they're on two models, you can kill those. If it's on one model, I think there's a good chance this mother sucker survives. Because he's going to be standing in a 5++ KFF, and if he ever gets to shoot anything that he can see, he's going to blow the fuck away. Because, pardon my language, because he's going to have more DACA, so he's getting extra shots on 5s and 6s. He has no, and he suffers no penalties to, to hit. Uh, and also, if he's Evil Sons, he's very well re-rolling all hits. Mm-hmm. So he's that's just the, super uh, spicy. That's the power, isn't it? Yeah, it's Visions in the Smoke. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I played with him once. He's he's super lols. He's gigantic. He's awesome. He's the custom stomper. He's the apple of my eye. <laughs> and uh, he's just going to sit there and shoot stuff, and you're going to drink beers and have a great time while your opponent is miserable or kills it very quickly. That's really what's going to happen. I actually, uh, I actually agree with you. 500 points for 40 toughness eight wounds with a bunch of different guns that all seem to be pretty reasonable. I think you might have missed in combat that it's strength 20 minus <laughs> five nine damage in combat. So not as, combat, not, you know? not on a lifted drop of stampa. So a lifted drop of stampa replaces that claw. So you don't actually you don't actually have the claw. Uh, but um, yeah, you can you can put two claws on. The sad thing about Stompas is that they have perhaps the most punishing wound track in 40k. They've improved it a bit. Uh, it used to be even worse. Like it used to be like hitting on sixes on its bottom tier, but it has four tiers. Um, yeah. So it's 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 actually this actually again if we're telegraphing the future, I think the the Codex Stompa is going to be much improved because this wound track is much less punitive than it used to be. So hopefully this is what the, it, the this has no top dance. If you don't have a melee weapon, I could run up and like touch you with an intercessor and you can't kill him. Like, sure I can. That's, that's, well, well, I, can just step, I can just step away from him. Though. Oh yeah, like, you he, know what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I mean like, yeah, you can come, <laughs> you can come, you can come touch him, but like, uh, it doesn't matter. Like you can just walk away from you. That feels uh, wrong. Like that feels wrong. It, I think that might be an oversight. I don't know. It's you know, a freaking okay. Egyptian pyramid. Like I with a skirt, it should be able to like nudge you. I don't care, uh, honestly, that it doesn't have <laughs> it doesn't have stomp feet. I Your honestly, are on, I Val. give no shits. I give zero shits because this thing is a devastating monster that I love with all of my heart, and I'm gonna run it until um I get sad. 
Well, fine. All right. Well, we have we have Tau and Tyrannus to go, so let's smash those bad boys. At uh, least one of those factions will have useful information in it. That's right. Yeah. The, the Tau don't have that much going on because their codex is so bad. We don't have any context in which to like make these have, have you know we're just like oh yeah this is this might be good if the codex is good this might be okay if the codex was okay suffice to say the the tuna is cactus what's the battle what's the battleship keyword cannot be protected by drones anymore yeah, so it's literally just like do you, do it. you, 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 you want to hear a funny anecdote a towner is a worse stomper <laughs> yeah doesn't that feel good I mean, it does feel good. Also, a thousand points for. I don't know if it has the. Da- it, I don't know if it doesn't stuff down doesn't range. Doesn't have a thousand damage anymore, man. Does no, not. and it's it lost. Not. It lost a point of ballistic skill too. Yeah. No, no bueno. No bueno. Negative um, bueno. But I, I do like the Ravana. I like the hazard suits. Who wants to jump on the hazards for us? Peter, you've been quiet for a bit. I mean, they're the hazard suits have always been good. They dropped a wound, so they're now four wounds apiece. Um, which is a little sad, but uh, weapon-wise, weapon loadout's decent. Uh, that the problem I'm going to have with discussing almost everything out of the Forge World uh, Tau is uh, Tau in general are just so terrible right now um, that like looking at anything and being like, yeah, that seems points efficient. It doesn't matter because like the way the Ninth Edition plays, they're just not. They can't. They can't hold up. Like. To me, the Arvarna is probably the best Forge World model outside of Tetras that Tau got. Um, and even then, other than the fact that they made it fast attack for some reason, given that it's described as like the biggest and slowest Riptide suit. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, it used I just, to be heavy support. It was. Heavy support, yeah. They moved it to fast attack. Um, but Hazard Suits, Weird. they're okay. Assault D3 for their fusion guns uh, is not terrible. Um so you're going to get a little bit more bil- more mobility out of them, well, and photon casters still exist, which is a, exactly which is kind right. of like the big thing for them. If if anything is they make you can make them practically unchargeable in the right situation. Mm. The the clever use of uh, craters in forests plus these guys having an innate minus two to charge can be such a headache for your opponent. Such a headache. You play into a, an aggressive melee army like something like Blood Angels that that thinks it's going to get a plus two to you know, plus to charge from reserve, and you're just like nah. Instead, you're minus three. Like you got to roll an eleven. Congrats, it's, it's, this it, is bad. On top of the Overwatch, you're going to take. They're sitting at sixty-five points in model, and I don't think, and they've lost two wounds, and I don't think, I think they're they're as expensive or more expensive than they used to be. Um, no, the the one thing I will say about hazard suits that I forgot to mention, um, because of the wording and the points section of this book, it seems like you can take a support system for free on each one, and that might make them extra oh. spicy. Oh snap! It does because it, it, well, it doesn't list that they that a support system costs them anything. But in the Warger option, it says any number of models can be equipped with one. Um, well, okay, yeah, well, one support system. If that if that isn't FAQ'd in any way, that's actually pretty good because that makes them would make them innately whatever whatever a um the rend the advanced yeah. targeting system cost is because it says in the in the points values weapons and other war gear not listed in a unit's entry cost cost yeah. no additional points to include in that so, yeah, unit. Free- Free support system. That's sick. So you can Could you be. can give them all uh, an invuln save for free or whatever you really like, um, and that does give them some extra spice. It, it, but that probably yep. needs an FAQ just to confirm that like they legit were okay with that, because um, that could lead yeah. to some some power for sure. I mean, literally, the next entry below it is the Irvana battlesuit, and it has all of the uh, systems priced out. Yeah, 
So you would say it was intended until, yeah, and I would assume it's intended until unless they say otherwise. Yeah. Because that, um, that is pretty clear. It can't, well, do you know what that means? It means they remembered the support systems existed when they were writing this. So that's, that's good. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, yeah, we can move along. I just want to see if the towner, does the towner get any any support systems anymore? It should. I used to think it used to get like two or three, didn't it? But um, onto the no, Ravana. No, didn't. Go ahead. So Ravana is uh, movement eight. Bliss skill 4+, plus, uh, toughness 8 with 15 wounds and a 2-plus save. That's about as tough as it gets for Tau. Um, toughness 8, 15 wounds. So that's what that's 3 wounds on top of a Riptide. Same same everything else. Um, inbuilt 5-plus invulnerable save. Nova Reactor um, does its all good stuff. Can have a 4-plus invulnerable if Nova Reactor is that way. Can shoot with, of course, its um, spiced-up weapon. And... Roll a d6 for each enemy unit within six of this model on a four plus suffers d3 mortal wounds. That that's probably not going to see much play. I mean, if, the, if you if you're playing to get mileage out of that, you're playing tower wrong. But uh, for the time being, at least, who knows? Millie Tower might be the go sooner rather than later. I thought it was neat. I mean, if I he's desperate, if he's desperate, yeah, exactly, exactly. You just got a desperate little bit of flex. Um, the it has so it has two pulse sub munition cannons. Um, standard is heavy three d3 strength six minus two two shots, which is a worse version, a far worse version of the Riptide gun. But the overcharged is uh, strength nine, uh, strength seven minus two two damage. Which I'm. <sighs> so what's the ion accelerator? Yeah, the super ion um, accelerator. Keep in mind, it has two of these. So if you're overcharging it, yeah, it's eighteen, 18 shots. Mm-hmm. Strength seven, yeah, that, actually, two, that, two is, that is very true. Actually, I, sh- I shouldn't have jumped to the gun. What's the points on this boy? Three twenty. It so went down is, like hundred and fifty points. Yeah, I was about to say this thing was priced out of existence before. Now, yeah. for 15, 15 toughness eight wounds with a two plus save that can protect it with drones. And look, sixty inch range on its guns. That's a long range, spicy. Eighteen of those shots, actually legit, man. Also yep. has two support systems as well that you can add to it. Yeah, the only oh. negatives really for it are the weapons are blast. So if it gets tied up. Yeah. Can't, well, I mean, it's not going to shoot in combat anyway, but it just won't, it can't do anything. So if you touch mm. it, you're in a bad spot. Um, but otherwise, like, I think it's the best, the best thing from a pure damage perspective that Tau got in this codex because the um, Ivara was, was nerfed pretty heavily. Um, I mean, the Yavana, yeah. What, the white no, the Ivara, the other one, the fast, the regular fast attack one, it got nerfed. And you're both, you're both saying the same thing. Yeah. No. It's but eight I'm, I'm to six correct. months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, the Yavana, uh Yavara, sorry, Yavara. Uh Ivara. yeah, copped, copped all all versions of the nerf bat. All, all yeah. versions. I have seen some Yavara uh I went right down the middle on the pronunciation there. I've seen some apologists for the Yavara come come around, so I don't know. We'll see. I think yeah, hmm. I think it's all manner of uh, I think though. the the main benefit to the the Ivara, Ivara, Yavara <laughs> is that um <laughs> One of its nova, one of its nova charges, the the twelve inch move, and it counts uh, it counts as falling back, but not falling back, um, because you can mm. still shoot. Um, that gives it at least some kind of benefit, so that unlike the Arvara now, where it gets tagged and you're just like, okay, I guess I'm, I guess I'm dead now. Um, it can still function, um, but it like its guns went deep down the 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 cesspool of not being as good. To yeah. be fair, they were crazy prior. Like they were absolutely nutters. Uh, but but it was 400 points of off its guts and you're like yeah i'll, I'll do it yeah. but it was 400 points that you could like eh, yeah right like there, there, yeah. there were times where like you could you could build a list around it and it worked um not anymore but moving on to our last faction 
the nids, and I worst. think more than anybody, nids got the most from this book. The the difference, the 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 power increases have been the most specific. We could talk about the malanthrope, but the fact is, the malanthrope didn't change. That's why it's good because I think everyone expected it to get smashed, and it's exactly the same to all intents and purposes. Yes, it's uh, amazing. It always was. It still is. Um, it got. It, did did it have character always? I thought it. Yeah, yes, it, it did. did. Um, no, it's super. I want to talk about one of my favorite models that I've ever seen. It's called, I call it the Dim Sim. It's the Dimacaron. Now, I, I, I had a hot take on this on FTN where I said, huh, that could be good. Um, I'm impressed. It might actually be good. And the internet has taken off and saying, this thing is incredible. It's the best thing that Tyranids have. Everyone should take three. Pete, you can talk to this better than most of us, I think. There's nothing to say except exactly what you did. Um, you taking like uh, three dimas or two dimas and something special as Kraken or as like Leviathan, and you are you know you you got a little stew going on here of, of some making your opponent say some expletives. It can easily get a first turn charge off with a movement of twelve, and then you know double move shenanigans with Kraken um, yep. onslaught, whatever you want to whatever you want to apply to these guys. Like they're getting easily like five, six, seven inch charges. Um, even when your opponent's trying to be conservative in their deployment, because they, they're just so fast. They're absolute monsters in combat. They're strength eight, AP three, three plus three, uh, D three damage. And, uh, they reroll all hits like that is uh-huh. silly bananas. Um, 18 wounds. It's got an invuln save, right? I'm not lying about the invuln save. Yeah. yeah five plus invuln. Um, it has that scything tail attack as well, so it's got an additional little sucker if you really need it. Um, you can apply so many different buffs to it from high fleet ab- adaptations um, to and, really make it what you want it to be. Once it takes off and gets killed, it's got a, it's got ways to give yourself a five plus feel no pain for the remainder of the game. Now, I don't want to make a huge comparison straight off the bat, but you know I'm gonna. This smells to me like a keeper of secrets. It looks like a keeper. It acts like a keeper. I think this is a keeper of secrets, guys. For Tyranids. Yes, except it also ignores all terrain when it moves, <laughs> so except you don't it, yeah, yeah. you don't have to worry. Like so, like uh, sometimes a keeper's problem is it wants terrain so that it can mm. you know avoid getting shot off the table, but sometimes it doesn't because it has to move yeah. around it. I think Pete, Pete is probably bounced Pete, for a moment. Pete Cack died. I'm still. Yeah, I don't know what his way. It can also deal a bunch of mortal wounds in combat. It can, and if it, that's how it gets how it gets its feel no pain. Um, after this model is made to close combat attacks before it consolidates, select one enemy model within engagement range, including aircraft. That model's player rolls a d6 and adds their model strength characteristic. If the char- if the result is equal to or less than this model's strength characteristic, the model's unit suffers d6 model wounds. If any enemy models, this is the next rule, are destroyed by the one I just read out, um, then to the end of the game, the dim sim gets this. Well, it gets a five plus feel no pain to the end of the game. If it kills anybody with that aforementioned rule, the D6 model wounds one and the strength check. Um, crazy good an 18 wound model. Crazy that good. Bad. That ain't bad. That's not bad, baby. How many points for the Dim Sim? 230. Um, 230. That's probably about right. That's not under, that's not over. I feel like that's that's probably spot on. It doesn't shoot. It's quick. Um, and it, it hits like a ton of bricks, but it doesn't shoot. Doesn't it's not psychic, it doesn't do any psychic. It's got a five plus invuln. You can kill it when you want to. And it can smash you in the face when it gets the chance. I like it. It's a big murder bug. And also three up uh, three up weapon skill. Is that normal? Aren't they normally like four uh, up? Yeah, most, most, of the, most of the better bugs are only a three, only a four plus, which is annoying. Like Carnifex is only a four plus, et cetera, et cetera. Um, That's baloney. 
Yeah, jumping over to the other two that people are pretty hot on is the the hero, both of the hero jewels. So hero jewels used to be, firstly, used to be a freaking Lord of War choice. Now they're a heavy support slot. So they're not going to cost you a bucket of CP to just to, to have the option of taking them. Toughness 8, 18 wounds, 2 plus save. Yeah, cool. That's insane. Um, starting at, uh, I think it's 235 and 270. I think it's 235 for the melee, 275 for the, the shooty. Um but the barbed, which is the melee variant, which is the one with the two plus armor, the the scythe is the shooty shooty with the three plus armor instead. As a oh, other way around. Apologies. Yeah, the shooty shooty has the two as the the two plus save. I was saw the other. Yeah, I'm incorrect. It's good. The bio cannon, um, six shots, strength eight minus two, two damage, um, and it has two of those. So it's, it's twelve shots. Um, it is bliss skill three plus as well, which is another aberration that is better than the average. For tunis and in combat, it is no slash with four attacks, a strength plus two, minus three, d three plus three damage, and it rerolls hit rolls of one. I think this is pretty saucy, brother. What do you think? Well, my first thing is it's uh, it's more expensive than a Demacara. It's true. Yeah, why, why I guess because it's ranged. Um, yeah. uh, it doesn't seem to be doing quite as much. Uh, has no involve. I mean, this seems to suffer some of the more traditional pratfalls of of Tyranid monster shooters. Mm-hmm. I mean, not saying it's awful by any stretch of the imagination. Um, let me see here. Death throws. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't hey. have any real defense. Hey, dudes, can you hear me now? I can't. Can. Can you can ex- this is better than an exocrine. I would run this over an exocrine. Yeah. This We're is amazing. Oh, how yeah. many points? Is, how many points is an exo? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. This is twelve shots. If I could, it's I'd run shots. it. Yeah, yeah. Twelve shots. It is, it, strength eight, AP two, two damage. Doesn't require the no movement shenanigan to make it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's phenomenal. Two hundred seventy-five um, yeah. points. How much? I really wonder how much an exocrine is. It's probably like one forty or something silly. I mean, I would just run this and two exocrines if I was going heavy into that kind of shenanigan. Well, exactly right. Then all of a sudden, so that, that's always been the polarity issue. You either have to take like all hive guard and like two exos to make people want to come to you as a tyranny player um otherwise you have to go to them no one's going to like cross any amount of board to close the distance for you and do any of your work for you so yeah um but the size is that the melee one it comes with uh, the same six attacks i uh, sorry no it comes with a six attack rather than four attacks as the the barb does it's got a bio acid spray heavy 3d6 18 inch so this is a this is an old school torrent flamer guys strength six minus two one damage auto hits and then in combat it is plus two strength rather than the you know same plus two exactly the same exactly the same in combat except it's got two more attacks um I'm a big fan. I think the barb is legit, and I think the scythe is uh, interesting. Um, only 130, only 135 points for just 18 toughness, eight wounds is actually pretty well priced. Oh, the T8. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm like staring at this. I'm like, what is what is so good about this? I don't get <laughs> the it. Toughness, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, right. So the barb, the barbed hero jewel is two is two Lehman Russes stuck together that can also rip your face off in combat. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I think it's good. Lehman Russes. Eight is nine wounds. Um, there are eleven wounds, but they're toughness eight. But there are three plus armor. This is a two plus armor for the barbed. So it kind of comes out the wash on the difference. Yeah, it's got similar shots to the Exocrine, but the Exocrine can't uh, can't move to get those shots. Exocrine yeah. is a hundred points cheaper, but also three up armor, not a two up. Um, um yeah. and it's not as good cool. in close combat. So. Yep. I mean, if you want, I would definitely run a single exocrine and one of these guys as a as your shooting base, so that you can apply any stratagems you want to the exocrine and use this big boy as your independent killer. 
I love well, you just think about you just think about this thing with Catalyst, and it just you just well, this is just spicy as hell. Yeah, because it's a funny comparison. Yeah, you know how I, I was talking about on the Death Watch episode, if you've watched it, how much of a game changer Catalyst like the Catalyst power was for Space Marines, whereas it's just kind of a meh thing for Tyranids. Mm-hmm. This makes Catalyst feel good again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Well, that actually wraps us up, guys. That we, we were going to talk about the Hierophant or the Heridium, but blah, whatever. We've, we've waxed lyrical enough. We've talked about the big hitters here. Um, gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts here? Now that we've gone through this kind of you know semi-cover to cover, do you like this book? Do you think it's a good addition to the game? Do you think it's it's lackluster or mediocre? And if you were to give it, give it a score out of 10 for how good it is, um, a zero being horrific, 10 being incredible, and, and five being a pass, what would you give it, Val? <laughs> I mean, it's a ten for me. Yeah, baby, because out of the park. If, if, if it was just two pieces of paper and the one was a <laughs> war boss on bike and the other one was a custom stomper, Val will give it a ten. Two, two, eight and a half by eleven pieces of paper for seventy U.S. dollars. Ten out of ten. Mm. (laughs) i don't know like i said like i think it helped that everyone had mm, zero expectations for this book Mm -hmm. um based on a lot of history and stuff and i think the the factions that got help are factions that i think could probably use it the most so not bad i agree again peter what do you think five out of seven love it oh have we lost a pd boy again no what he's having some minutes yeah, it's having inter- internet issues. But anyway, so... It's having we'll, oh, internet tile dysfunction. So <laughs> when Pete comes back online, um, we'll go over and we'll start recording part two. I'm going to give this I'm going to give this about a 7 out of 10, maybe an 8 yeah. out of 10. If I, was seven. A, if I was doing a serious rating, it would probably be... I'd say a 7. <laughs> I, think it's, it's a, it's, I think a 7 is very fair. If Five I was seven. a Space Marine player, I'd probably be a little bit annoyed. Astromilla, a lot of like... The vast majority of the meat of this book is not making your hair stand on end if you're a competitive player if mm. you're just a regular ass player and you have these things on your shelf and you really want to play them though again i, I think you're getting closer to an eight like it's it's all usable good stuff so this is this is why i give it a high score because a lot of people will be like oh it's mediocre it's not exciting but this is what it is yeah for the longest time forge world has been has been synonymous with the two polarities of the game everything is trash or everything's op this is the first time I've seen a Forge World rule set where I think the overwhelming majority is middle of the road, decent. Not broke, not forgettable, so forgettable you, you don't want to know it exists. It's just, okay, cool. If I want to take them, I can take them. I think that is an absolute win for Forge World because it's breaking their own mold of, of absurdity. Um, but anyway... Into the wrap up. So this is this was just part one of this guys, bad boys. I, did, I I didn't I didn't tell you guys at the start, but Art of War Down Under is a two part podcast. Uh, the first part being uh, for general consumption, um, released on the Frontline Gaming Network or on our Patreon or on YouTube, as it will be. But if you want to get these episodes one week early, or if you want to get the entire second part of this podcast, which uh, the gentleman and I are about to go and record now, um, you can sign up on our Patreon, which you just just search for um, Art of War Down Under. Uh, Art of War being one word, underscore, down under being the second, or Patreon, you can sign up there. Or you can go to the brand new, shiny, uh, the Art of War 40k.com website, and you can sign up for both the Art of War podcast, getting both part ones and both part twos early um, for a nice round figure rather than paying overs for, for either or either. So, yeah, jump over there if you're all interested. And uh, seeing as we haven't got Peter back yet, we'll probably just sign, on with, sign off without him and take a little break and record part two. But oh, I got this. I got this. Go ahead. Yes, what? Yep, yep, yep. Anything? No, okay. No, you go, you go. You want to preempt? You preempt? Come on, preempt, big boy. 
Oh got? no! I thought you you were about to ask me one last question. I was just getting ready to to do Pete's sign off. Yeah, did well. you want to sign off? Did you want to do the the caca? Uh, we'll do an honorary caca. No, you gotta you gotta do, all right, wrap it up. Let's lead us lead oh, us fuck. into the the end of the yeah, show, and then I'll do the thank thing. Jesus, Jesus, gosh! Thank you so much, Peter, for your time and your knowledge. Thank you so much, Val, for your enthusiasm and a beautiful company um, by the way you really- thank you thank you for making sure this was the free one and also guys i am a patreon of art of war down under and uh, art of war. uh usually they invite uh actual uh subject matter experts on here well worth your time and um yeah no i think uh you guys do great work so thank you for keeping doing these content reviews please never invite someone like me on the show again beautiful thank you so much for joining us val you've been a great contributor man please don't please don't uh, downplay yourself like that but we'll go over we will record part two please tune in and get involved if you so please we have a bunch of listener questions and a bunch of patron questions to discuss on there apart from that we're gonna be talking about some hot topics in the community today and some things we just feel like are important to get discussed so please jump over there and hope to catch you on the next one thank you again the absent falcon kaka in in uh, memoriam and uh thank you again mr heifer good night Bye bye listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for warhammer 40k hosted by adam camilleri produced by seamus ronan enjoyed the show want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice sign up to our patreon and connect with us online or on facebook just search for art of war down under signing out from tomorrow tomorrow